0: man i've never had a bard this high jake
1: yeah i like i i feel like a lot of times when i play one shots are like third level fifth level and i'm like it was a one shot let us do some stuff please so i would feel confident saying like 40 to 45 percent of
2: the the like D and D playing space and like consuming entertainment stuff don't make it past level like I would say 10 to just go as high as it mostly can go because you're either playing something low-level or you're like, hey, guys, let's go all out and make level 20 characters, and you kind of skip that 15.
3: for inspiration
1: hello and welcome to roll for inspiration a interview one-shot hybrid podcast where uh, I your humble host Jake Leinart talk to the wonderful folks in the TTRPG Dungeons and Dragons community about building characters telling stories and then running them through weird one shot that i put together to see what it's like when we combine character building and their storytelling and see what happens first we got dm wonderful content creator jesse Jurdak. you can find him at jesse Jurdak online fka rip twitter uh, i'm not gonna say the new name because bump that noise uh that dude don't pay me <laughs> so, but you can find Jesse Jurdak there, or you can also find him on Twitch. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably already know who he is and love him. Wonderful dude. Mama Bear for all of us. And uh, so happy I was able to get him on this podcast. And one of the best MCs doing it, uh, Matt Denkins, a.k.a. Dankles, uh, a.k.a. The Lyrical Miracle, a.k.a. Uh, the Rhyming Wizard, A.K.A. Uh, Level 20 Bard, AKA, No Okay, I, that's this is not like a uh, Method Man skit, but anyway, <laughs> uh, if y'all don't know, Dankles, come on, what are y'all, what are y'all doing? Go check out the music. Uh, that's at Matt Dankins, um, again on formerly known as the Bird Birdsite, uh, but also on TikTok. Go check out and then Spotify. Go check it out. Great dudes. I had an absolute blast. Uh, Let's jump into that now. I'm ready, buddy. Um, Okay, cool. Well, uh, I don't really have an intro, so this is... Hey, guys, how's it going? (laughs) That's
0: a good intro. It's a solid
1: intro. (laughs) It's all audio anyway, so uh, when I I pitch to you guys, you have to physically describe yourself. So, uh, Jesse, why don't you go ahead and uh, say hi to the folks?
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Jesse Jurdak, and now I'm going to physically describe myself. Uh, I'm a diminutive man of, of slight stature and um, narrow shoulders. I, I have blonde hair and and shocking blue eyes that seem to peer directly into your soul. Uh, I have a very small nose, and I cannot grow facial hair.
1: Now that's amazingly accurate. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody can that knows what you look like are like, wow, that's...
0: Yeah, for your audience uh, that doesn't know what I look like, it's literally the opposite of that. I am uh, about 340 pounds right now of muscular, six foot eight Irishman uh, with a black stubble and uh, I don't know, um, hazel eyes. I don't know why I mentioned eye colors. You guys care about eye colors, right? That's what this whole podcast is about. Yeah, it is a eye color podcast
1: yeah. specifically. If you look at the time stamps, it's like two in, two hours and 45 minutes of just eye color. So
3: cool we yeah we
1: well then hazel <laughs> well thanks jesse and dangles uh same for you if you describe yourself in full detail for my audio yeah, podcast. full
2: details. so i'm a guy that's got i would say chestnut would be my eye color if i had to like add a little add a little zest to the description of the color brown um and uh i am uh tall i probably think i think jesse's definitely taller than me uh so take his height and then just think of someone that's still just as tall but not as tall um and that's me uh i if you look at my name you'll see a picture of a person and that's what i look like i have uh glasses and afro with music notes in the afro um and uh, i'm only in black and white color scaling so grayscale only baby uh that's how i roll and that's how i view the world (laughs) simply black and white and just the facts as they
1: are (laughs) awesome (laughs) well thank you both for being on my podcast um uh, one of the things that I do at the beginning of my podcast is like tell people the reason why I even started this thing because I originally had a podcast that went on hiatus and then just had to come back to podcasting and the main reason is because I'm in a group that goes around training and catching magic monsters in these like red and white uh, spherical uh, containers and uh, my other friends are just all about like I need to get this you know electric rat and I need to go catch this uh, leaf dino and I'm like can we talk about games guys and they're like dude I gotta go catch these monsters, and so I'm like, you know what, let me find other folks on the internet who want to talk about TTRPGs and character creation, because uh, all they're all about is going to the gym, and not about lifting weights, but about these magic monsters. So I thank you guys for letting me, you know, get this in, through the internet, since my friends in real life are all about just magic monsters and and stuff, so I appreciate you guys so much. Um, Tell us more
0: about the monsters. What's that? <laughs> Tell us more about these monsters um Where yeah to find
1: them. like so yeah so uh, i guess if you should go out in the wild they just come out like you'd be like oh my gosh there's a wild one that just popped out of the bush and uh yeah there's like i don't know there's all kinds there's like the water monsters and grass monsters there's like a monster that can bend a spoon with its mind powers i was yeah it was pretty crazy how does it handle sporks you know what? Gotcha. I don't. I think that's his weakness right there. <laughs> <His fork. laughs> it's like, wait, I can do like, spoons, wow, but nothing. Spoons, nothing but... that can stab yeah. pasta. Exactly. Yeah, you're not gonna enjoy your like lunch because it's gonna crack, and then you get the little sport pieces in your yeah. So, anyways, they... <laughs> that's
0: relatable as shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are we allowed to cuss?
1: Hell yeah, go for it. Oh heck! I'm sending. I'm sending the podcast to all of your relatives too. So if you don't mind them here, they it.
0: don't. Talk, it's fine. <laughs> okay,
1: cool.
3: Won't listen, but...
1: <laughs> I was trying to be like, what, Like, should I send the podcast to their moms? In my mind, while thinking that, but then some of you guys were like, yeah, my mom taught me. How to, I don't know. My mom taught me how to cuss so. uh, <laughs> And then my wife tells my kids, like, you can use those words when you're 15. So because <laughs> when she slips up.
0: It's and, nice to put like a like a hard limiter on that. No, I'm sorry, you're 14 and a half.
1: Yeah, yeah Do you it. You can't say. You, gotta shit. Gotta wait. you have to wait until yeah. you've got to <laughs> wait three months. Three months, and then you yeah. can be like, you shut up. Yeah, I, I, a rib. Yeah, my wife is funny like that. I'm like, you just cuss so much right now, and you'd expect our kids. Not- Anyways, this is not what we're talking about. This is not this is not I've Jake's children stuff. Uh, this is D and TTRPG, uh, kind of like a uh, character creation. Uh, because I, I'm i the type of guy that when he gets a video game uh, I spend three hours making the character I play the, the tutorial level and then I never play the game again probably because uh, all I cared about was how cool my character looked um, or grinding for like five days to get the hat and then you get the hat and you're like this was not worth the five days worth of grinding because my hair is clipping through it but in TTRPGs you make the character you actually love and want to play and want to be and whether it's this epic character for a long campaign that you get emotionally invested in, or if it's a character that maybe you uh, see how hard you control your friends with m- different magical items. Uh, there's fun in all of that, and I thought what, a, what the best way to start this podcast would be to talk to uh, two of my favorite people on the internet, uh, who I've seen do some really good character creation. Um, so I wanted to jump into that. Um, so my first question for you guys is I think in the past I've asked like do you remember your first game do you remember this but what I'm interested in now in yeah what I'm interested in more now is um, what was the spark or the moment while playing maybe TTRPGs for the first time or if you had in the past but that one moment where you're like this is my jam this is the thing I want to do I want to play I want to make friends with I want to talk about that spark moment whether it was in a game or what have you and it's open open table so whoever wants to take it first
0: uh, I'll jump in and say I want Dinkles to go first <laughs> okay cool yeah
1: I
2: went with scissors and I saw you play papers so I'll go first uh, yeah I would say I think the one of the most like memorable characters I've Uh, Made that kind of started the, like, I like doing this Um, mindset was a uh, a bard character I played in a home game uh, called Ludwig the Loud. Uh, And he was, like, just your generic red tiefling bard that just traveled around and played music and stuff because I was, like, basic when I started. Uh, And it was, I think, maybe our first or second session uh, that we were playing, and the DM I was playing with played where... Uh, if you got crit and like depending like where the hit was, it would leave like a scar or something like that. Uh, and I made this character printed out of hero forge, all this stuff, and I was like, this guy's looking sick. And then like two sessions in, I got slashed by like this uh like I think it was like either a roper or some like mushroom thing that just cut me across the, the like the front of my characters. So they had a large slash across them. I'm like, oh wow i guess he doesn't look how i thought he would anymore this is cool now i have to like pay attention and care about how i like manage my character and just don't let him run into danger because like you can't just heal up immediately after something if you get like a major wound or something like that Uh, so it really made me like put into perspective what type of characters i introduce into the world and how they interact with stuff Uh, and i think from that point any other character i make is, is now like deathly afraid of just any injury at all so they're just like hey get in front of me, guys. I'll <laughs> guard the rear. And wait, hold yes. on, you actually let me stay in the middle, and you guys guard me. And then uh, he doesn't get any more injuries, but he looks
0: sick the
1: entire time. <laughs> nice. Dig it. How about you, Jesse?
0: Um, You know, I had a couple of those moments. Um, I think f- you asked, when did I find out that this is for me?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my wife had been begging me to play TTRPGs with her for like four years before I played my first one. Um, and we even had a chance to like play with a, a buddy of ours who's a fairly well-established author. His, his name is Jim Butcher. He writes the Dresden File series. And I, I turned it down because I was just like, that sounds lame. And uh, I went to Warp Fest instead. Um, <laughs> and um, then I heard uh, Critical Role for the first time. And I got it because... For me, what appeals is like character progression and story and like long-term um, development of, of, of these these narratives over over several sessions. I like I love I like one shots now that I kind of understand the 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 concept a little better. But what really sucked me in was hearing these players go, you know, episode to episode to episode, getting better and stronger and. Um, yeah, that that was it for me. As far as like the way I like to play characters, um, I play them a little bit like they're either a self-insert or the complete opposite of me. Um, so you'll either like I'm I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a demi guy, like I don't I'm not like a super horn dog dude on the internet. Um, so like my first character was I didn't realize it at the time, but like a total self-insert. He was a bard as well. Um, but everybody has, like, like the bard stereotype where they're, like, super randy all the time and flirting with everything, and I never bothered doing that. And then I realized, like, I'm playing a, an asexual bard um, that was... He was a Goliath. Um, so he was a complete... My first character, I didn't realize it, but he was a self-insert, um, which was kind of a cool thing.
1: It's awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've seen art for that, too, that you've put up online, which is, like, super cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: he... So, like, Goliaths don't grow hair uh, in the lore. Uh, so he, like, he also had a five intellect. So he, he was not a great decision maker. Um, so he, he, he kind of knew what bards were supposed to look like. So he got a tattoo of like a curly mustache oh, and like a tattoo bad. of like, <laughs> uh, like old school like barbershop quartet like spit curl hair. Um, <laughs> oh that's fantastic yeah. it was fun
1: yeah it's very cool it's like yeah like moments like that that like at least me as like you know person that follows you on twitter i was like that would have been a cool campaign to like listen to <laughs> but but it's kind it of was cool. a, i'll go
3: for it
0: it was a hoot. um jenny d was the dm and uh my my amazing wife critical Misses, was was playing a barbarian in that one and yeah i i just kind of went off the rails um and, and, and got very creative in it. And, and I'll be punishing you with a bard later today, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Speaking of off the rails, great transition. Uh, yeah, buddy. Could you tell us about your, uh, Dankles, your character from the show that you had uh, that's still kind of like going in the process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: We're, we're still chugging along on off the rails. I was going to say on the rails, but that's not what we do. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I have a uh, uh, a warlock uh, named Yona. Who basically is this? Uh, honestly, now that uh, now that Jesse was bringing up self inserts, I'm pretty sure Yona is a self insert to a degree of just like if I were in a fantasy world, this is probably how I'd want to just be in it. Um, and uh, basically, he uh, worked in a library, he lived at a school, stayed there for as long as he could. Uh, and while he was working in the library, a book started talking to him. And he was like, "This is kind of cool." So he started just being BFFs with the book, and then the book became his very supportive. Uh, role model that's just like, hey, you should go out there, get some friends, do some stuff. Uh, and so he left the school with the book, and now people are hunting him down for that book because it's like, hey, do you know that book's like a, a, a fae goddess? And it's like, oh, no, I didn't. I thought this was just my super handy-dandy BFF book that was just teaching me how to like be an adventurer. Uh, and so he gets into all sorts of uh, mischief and whatnot. But um, it, it's it's interesting going from like the very sheltered, staying in one facility for a long amount of time and then going out into an adventuring world and just seeing how that shapes a person who's never done things like that Mm -hmm. um and is getting like the helpful encouragement of a friend but obviously encouragement can only take you so far until you get like stabbed in the chest by a monster trying to take the book from you and you're like i didn't sign up for this i didn't know what what's happening and that kind of like shocks their system and says like okay this is a real thing it's not just everyone's having fun there are like there's heavy weight to every action you do mm. now that you're outside of your like safety zone for the most part. Um, and it's, it's a fun, it's a fun little jaunt to, uh, to pilot as, as long as I have been piloting him.
1: He's a, he's a fun little guy. Nice. 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 Well that, that brings us to like talking more about storytelling and the actual building of your characters. Um, I, my first uh, question is kind of like, um, how do you build a character and whether that's like, you see the story first maybe like you we brought up like self insert um but like kind of like since this podcast is like role for inspiration like where does the inspiration first come from when it's like open up the dnd beyond or open you know pull out that character sheet pulling up the books and opening it you know like what what's the first thing that maybe comes to mind or some ideas from the past characters you might have had i think
2: like and and just you might agree with this when prompted with like a opportunity to either play a game or uh, to like start a game yourself or anything like that, where you kind of know what the premise of it's going to be, be it a long term game or short short term game seeing kind of what the overall vibes are of the campaign. Because obviously if you go at it with this stoic knight who is a paladin that does all these like majestic things and everyone's like, ah, we play Goofy Goober, punch him on, like it's it's not gonna match the vibe that's there. So if you kind of have the idea of like what story is being told overall, Um, that's normally the first thing I look for and then uh, I really like to help advance the story as much as possible be that if I need to create something myself I can but um, I normally will ask the DM like hey I want to help you give like a really good twist in the story at some point it could be like I'm making this character and I have a blank spot for you to fill in whatever you want it's a pull the, the like the rug from under me at some point randomly and I can just roll with it because I like to improv and just kind of find stuff out as I go uh, or if they would much rather me build something and then they work off of it that's fine too but I enjoy working collaboratively with everyone to try and like meld something larger and not just be like an individual doing their edgy roguish things and like running off into the corner and talking to one guy while the rest of the party's just like drinking at the tavern that's it could be fun for some people but I like telling a, a story as a table
1: how about, how about you, Jesse? Oh, you want, you want me to talk now? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which I think will be interesting because you are the DM at times too. So I'm, I'm interested in hearing you kind of like go back and forth on as a player and DM as a, when it comes to character creation. More
0: often than not, um, yeah, I'm a I'm a DM. I do get a, uh, to, to play a character on occasion. The last ongoing campaign I played in was a Strahd campaign. Um, and Strahd is, if you're familiar, it's, it's very ominous and heavy and, and gothic and, and and perilous and hopeless almost. Um, and I was like, man, the party could really use some an uplifting character. And I was like, they could use like an uncle Iro. And I was like, "No, I'll play a negative Uncle Iroh. I played, and he was an old guy, but he was just such an unhelpful piece of shit. Like very, I just play. I, I was like, "What would Uncle Iro do?" I'm gonna do the opposite of that every time. So he was just cantankerous and mean spirited. He would encourage infighting. One of my favorite characters ever. I like I said, I, I usually play either, um, and the self-insert or kind of an opposite. But I also love to play against types. So um, he was a, a wizard that uh, he was a Bladesinger wizard, so I ended up tanking as a wizard the entire time um, and and c- sowing the seeds of discord. And it's hard to do that, by the way, in a like non-disruptive manner. Like, the, you have to be like, wink and a nod. Hey, I'm encouraging you to fight everybody, but not to actually fight. Um, I don't know where I really get my character concepts from. I kind of, it's kind of like what happened uh, with, uh, with what you kind of hit us with today, Jake. Um, I'll find like a niche that kind of needs to be met, and then I'll build a character concept around that. Mm. Um, and I, I take into consideration tonality as well of the overall campaign. But it's hard to know that going into it, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I also like to do the voices. Like I'm, I'm really uh, obnoxious with that. Um, so I try and find like a fun, unique voice that I can maintain over a long-term campaign. That's always like part of it. Like, like I try and get his his mindset, personality vocal inflections and accents and all of that stuff really kind of mostly chiseled into stone before I even, you know, go to session zero, um, because I, I like to show off my stupid accents. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, coming from an acting background, it's, uh, I, I think the performance of it all is very appealing to me. And so I, I build off of my strengths and or challenges.
1: Oh, very cool. Um, well that's kind of like a good way to transition to it like what are the challenges that you've had coming up with characters or in this case like because i've done this where it's like i'm purposely doing this character even though it makes me super nervous because it's i've never done something like this like i think for me my characters are mostly like snarky or sarcastic or instigators uh because it's just super easy for me to do um, but like, yeah, like so I'm just curious, like, do you guys lean into the challenge? Do you look for the challenge? Um, or has anything just you're you got in the middle of a game and you're like, oh because I feel like that happens too. You think you know your character and then the first time you get to have dialogue in a game, you're like, that's not what I That's envisioned. not the voice I was going yep. for. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I think with like for playing a a character, or at least like when I have the the thoughts in my head of oh this is what they're gonna sound like and then like you said it's not how it goes. Um, I try to honestly it, I think it's just how I enjoy listening to a game and just as I hear myself talk. Um, if I go through dialogue and, and it's it's tough for me to try and do like very super, super emotional scenes. I always cut to some tor- type of like comedy or like joke or laugh or something just to keep it light. Cause like, if it gets too serious for me, it, it takes me out of it sometimes depending on like the context of it. Uh, so I, I definitely lean more into like the, haha, funny, let me break the tension with like a weird joke or like, ah, I'm doing something over here. Um, just because I, I struggle with doing more serious spots in a lot of cases um i do enjoy when like other people get to have those scenes because i like being the like popcorn eating person that's on the side being like oh my gosh this is so good i get a front row seat to this um but i think that's that's definitely one of my challenges in role-playing games is doing the more serious bits uh just because i like to do more of comedic roles and being like comedic support if that helps uh just because it's like it's it brings down my mental. If I try and do like like serious, serious stuff. And I'm like, I'd rather just stay funny. hee hee, ha ha. And, uh, and keep the ball rolling that way.
1: Uh (laughs) How about you, Jesse?
0: Uh, I'm all over the board on that. Um, I, I've played joke characters and I've played very serious characters. I've played very sincere characters and I've, uh, I, I lean into the challenge. I do. Um, and, and, and like I said, you let your character evolve. Right. Um, if I'm playing a, a more of a self-insert character, it's going to be a lot more altruistic. But, um, you know, I, I, love, I love a good challenge. Um, I, I've played... Uh, God, I, I, I'm all over the place on that one. I don't have a consistent character generator method. I, I Like I said, I, I look into what's going to be interesting in the moment i love to play a good joke character and that's that's so much fun and you know what's nice though is like all characters can be that joke character you can play into your your stereotypes if you're playing like a hard-nosed paladin you can be so funny by just being disgusted at 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 the rogues antics it, it could be so funny to just be the ultimate straight man like this unflinching uh like t- always taking the rogue to the side and trying to do the right thing and like putting your hand on their shoulder now now i know son that i you you are tempted by the the pleasures of the flesh and and currency and taking things that don't belong to you and just lecturing the fucking rogue just ad nauseum is such a funny thing to do with a straight-laced character so i guess i I guess i go funny too i go funny all the time no matter what i lied to you guys i'm i just (laughs)
1: that's the easy that's the the easy route i always go with yeah (laughs) Uh, <laughs> that's awesome uh, my next question uh, kind of goes uh, to backstory um, like are you guys like the people that write novels about your back your character like uh, I unfortunately I'm like kind of half and half because I'll come up with what I think is like oh this is really deep and it's maybe a couple pages but then somebody asks you the simplest question in game you're like I had not thought about why they would be at a monk monastery and uh why they learn this way. Um or uh, or I go the opposite way where I'm like, I've got like a whole family tree too and it's like this is nobody's gonna ever ask about the tiefling's great grandpa, uh, who served in some imaginary war. Um but I'm curious, like also like as far as like because I I find myself pulling from like songs and I'm like, this song makes me cry, so I'm gonna make this part of the backstory. Or uh this song does this for me, so I'm going to use this line somehow um, so I'm just curious and like even like um, uh, media so I like I I think uh, Wakilith from Critical Role I didn't know this when I first started like watching it I was like oh cool Druid and then it was just like the Aramonti stuff that she was doing I was like oh wait so Avatar The Last Airbender so <laughs> I'm just wondering of like different stuff like that do you like sprinkle in uh, do you just try to go like original thoughts on things like, where do you, I guess, where, where does the backstory come from uh, when you're building characters? Or at least for one of your favorite characters that you've played, if that makes it easier to pinpoint.
0: Um, I, I do a pretty lengthy backstory uh, if I'm invested in, in the character. Um, if I think it's going to be, you know, more than a couple of sessions, I'll, I think on average I'll do about a four-page backstory. Um, I re- like I said, I really want to know my character's intentions and ambitions, and, and that way if the DM throws something at you that you don't expect, and this is actually great advice in, in reverse, just knowing what a character wants out of life, and that, that works for a player and a DM, knowing what your NPCs want out of life, so when the player throws a monkey wrench in your plans, you know how that the NPC would react, and conversely as a player, as long as you know what your character wants out of life, it's super easy to. Roll with the punches and be like, yeah, no, he, he's trying to get back to his family. He's not gonna be interested in that, or he's trying to get back to his family, and that would be very useful in that, or blah blah blah. Uh, I tend to go sad boy a little bit. I, I think out of out of uh, I think I've only played like three long term characters. Uh, two of them were exceedingly sad, and one of them was a little bit melancholy.
2: Cool. <laughs> I I would agree with the sad boy hours are are always bopping. And I enjoyed doing that. But having that facade of like the, because I lean into the jokey characters, and it's harder for me to do the serious stuff. So to me, in my head, I'm like, oh, I have these like really sad moments that are like on the paperwork, but I, I don't go too deep into backstory unless prompted. And then from there, I can like, Divulge like further Uh, with the uh, that first tiefling character I made. That was my first attempt at trying to do like a deeper backstory. I wouldn't say I could do four pages. I I, I'm so impressed at that because I am terrible at writing, Um, but I at least had a little bit of an idea where. He originally came from this like traveling uh, group, a family of tieflings that would go around and perform met, like uh, music and magic and stuff for people. Uh, and honestly, I did that so that if my character died, I would just have a sibling that surprisingly did the same thing that I could easily bring back into the loop. Um,
3: <laughs> nice. And uh,
2: based them off of like all of the uh, the like old classical music type of things. So I had like Ludwig the Loud. Uh, I had uh, who else was like Beethoven the Bold or something like that. I just random, random like just music- musical composers. Um, but uh, on my character sheet, you know how when like on D and D Beyond it lets you roll for those random items that you'll get or whatever. Uh, I had one that was the. I think for the bard, it gives you like a random like love letter or something like that, uh, that you have. And uh, I'm also one that doesn't play into the, the bard stereotype. Like I, not every bard has to be just some like horned up dude just trying to to spend the night with everybody. It's not that's not how that works. Um, but uh it was something that just sat in my character sheet for the longest time and I always saw it, but no one else like it never came up as a time to role-play with somebody and be like, Oh, what's that note in your bag? Because like, how are they gonna know? They're not looking through my stuff. Um, but it was a, a note that was from his like one longtime love or something like that, that just said like, uh, hey, I love you a lot, but we just can't be together. You're not as uh, like happy or like you're not as mature as you wanted to be or something like that. And so that basically like shocked him to his core of like, ah, I can't like I feel like I've been performing for all these people and like trying to bring so much happiness to everybody. So he like separated from his family started traveling and just playing music for people, uh, to make sure that everyone that he meets ends up leaving with a smile, no matter like what the interaction may be, uh, just because he was like, well, no, I'm not trying to be immature. I'm bringing happiness to everybody. And so like, that's his goal. But on, on the surface level, he's just some witty dude that just strums a little lute and walks away and skips and everyone's like, "Haha, funny. But like, that's what he wants at the end of the day to get out of everybody, um, that otherwise no one's looking at this piece of paper in my inventory to know. So that's just something I keep, but it's not like a fully scripted out paper that I wrote. It's more of just like, I know the vibes of what I'm going for. And if someone asks more, I can just verbally explain all of that, but uh, it's nothing I've, I've tried to like script. I think if I did, uh, I, I wouldn't get, too far just because i i like more of the improv of making stuff up uh instead of just like writing it down and then i feel like once it's written it's kind of cemented and i can't mold it into Mm. something that could be better fitting for the story depending on like what the context may be
1: yeah that's interesting yeah because i i tend to do that too where i have ideas and then in game i come up with this thing and then it turns into this whole this should be this should be written down but i'm not gonna write it down it's just gonna stay up here um yeah Using that to, to can now go back and, and pick Jesse, the DM's brain, um, how does that, How does that like, I don't know, I want to say, like, effect, or, like, if you've had this happen in a game, but where it's like, here's my four to seven pages of backstory, and then all of a sudden it's like, somebody brings up, hey, I saw that letter, what's that about? And you're like, that's not in my notes that he sent me. Does that, like, throw you off? Or I'm assuming it's just because... You love storytelling. That's you just like flavor town, right? You're like new stuff I can throw at this guy, right?
0: I really like it when I'm provided a a long backstory and I really do my best to implement it. That being said, if if I'm playing a a table with six players and they've all got 20 page backstories, that's a lot of data to parse. Yeah. Um, I tend to try and I I don't run a lot of um, first party content. I tend to homebrew everything. So I will write almost every element of their backstory into the game and then I will try and give them like personal quests that they can kind of work on and that makes it easier for me to like compartmentalize these ridiculously long backstories so before I'll even launch the campaign I'll like write a narrative that it that implements a lot of those um, elements cool. it's tough because like I've got it might my, my Current home game. One player gave me a twenty-page backstory, and one page. One player gave me like twenty words. Oh, wow. uh, she was a farmer. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, yeah, that's me.
0: That sounds. That's good enough. Let's wrap it and call
2: it a day. That's my backstory. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so it's it's tricky. Um, and I, I'll say this though, like the player that wrote the most, um, I end up in working with their lore the least because it it almost boxes you in so i, I feel like there's a happy medium uh, when you're writing up your backstory like you want to leave a lot of dangling ends and that will give your dm a lot to, to play with if you if you if you write your backstory as a novel with like a conclusion it's it's really tricky to to reference the the, the data inside because yeah there that that your character's family is dead. It's starting a new family now, or you know your family uh, is in a foreign foreign land and doing their own thing. Uh, I it's it's I would say that leave enough play in your backstory that that it gives a DM enough chances to 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 work it in to the overall narrative. Very
1: cool. Okay. So then I know that I'm not really bugging my DM too much, but. Because uh, that's what made me think, I'm like, wait, here, DM pick your brain. Is it weird if I just freestyle a whole backstory thing that I didn't send you? Okay.
0: <laughs> that's fun. Um, I will say, though, that like there there comes a time where like I have to take a play, player to the side and be like, look, we're going to try and get into your character's uh, narrative. What Whoa. was their wife's name?
3: <laughs> 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 Give me info.
1: Like,
0: yeah, I I think that if they do mention that they were a farmer, I try and pull a little bit more out of them. Even if they want to go super minimal, like, did they have family? Um, are they were they in contact with them? Were they in good good uh, uh, good relations with them? That way, at least that'll give me something to build off of. Because otherwise, you're just playing everybody else's story, and I I like to personalize things. Cool, cool, cool.
2: Um, the farm was my family.
1: The farm <laughs> yeah. all I knew was now. now the all farm. I
2: knew was the churn butter.
1: <laughs> You're like, how am I gonna do a two year campaign on churning butter? Okay.
2: So uh, butter <laughs> elementals, the big bad yeah. at the end.
1: <laughs> um, cool cool. Just quick cool. churn it to death. Um Cool. So I'm gonna like kind of like transition to some stuff before we get into our one shot that we're gonna just run real quick for uh, the folks listening. Uh, But I kind of wanted to do like uh, I'm a big fan of T Pain, and I don't know if you guys listen to T Pain's uh, podcast, but he has like these kind of like ongoing games that he plays with folks. Uh, And since I'm just still developing this uh, this podcast, um, my thing is uh, a couple like icebreaker type stuff. Uh, One that i think would probably be like kind of fun and kind of seeing like what it's like since um y'all have run like actual plays and have been on twitch and stuff like that to see what your answers might be to this one uh or this set of questions but then another one that'll probably make the internet come for us uh so we'll see how this goes and if it fails i'll promise to edit anything you guys need me to edit out or bleep um So, the first game is Rose, Bud, or Thorn. Uh, Roses being the positive things, the wins that you've experienced, Uh, maybe playing uh, home games, or maybe since you guys do have experience with, like, you know, the actual plays being online and stuff. Uh, Buds being new ideas that you're excited about, or uh, ideas they've got or gleaned from the community. And then thorns being what they sound like. Uh, The obstacles and problems that you faced, uh, if you're if you want to talk about them, or just like if there's just like that one thing you're like, yeah, that's a thorn. I think everybody think thinks that's a thorn. So I'll start off the top with roses. Give you guys your flowers. Um, What kind of what kind of roses you guys have for the audience? Hmm. As you guys stare at each other to see who's going to go first. This is
2: no. I'm I'm honestly I'm just trying to think of something because I I am. Bad at trying to uh, gas myself up or give give any type of ego to myself because I'm just like, I don't do anything. Uh, so I can't, I'm trying to think of, of like a, a flower, a rose, uh, rosebud. Um, hmm.
0: You, you just- want me to jump? <laughs> Please save me. I got you. I got you, buddy. Um, I love the community that I've been able to, like, build. I fucking love my community. I have the the fucking greatest people uh, following me. And I am super, super grateful for them. I I don't know how it happened, but I've just, I've collected this incredible group of just loving, understanding, fun-loving people that seem to be just there to have a good time. And, and build each other up. I, I really love my little following, and it's tough too because, like, these are these are tough times on the internet. Everybody seems to be angry at each other and looking for for ammo. So to have a, a group of people that I've managed to like endear myself to has has been such a blessing, man. It's it's been the coolest. I really, really, really like. I, I'm not trying to like just gas up my followers so they'll send me, you know baked goods. I just really super enjoy their company, and I, I'm really lucky to have them.
1: Awesome.
2: I want that badly. <laughs> I don't think I have enough uh, of, a, of a following to say I have a, a community. If I did, I think really that's just me saying I have a lot of really cool friends and people that I've met that uh, when I post something, they're like, hey, this is funny, and that's at the end of the day what I kind of go for, uh, or it's just something that they can enjoy, um, because I think with what I've, I've found posting is that if I think of an idea and then make a, I self deprecating with this, but I say it's like a dumb little song that I, I make and I'm like, ha hee, he funny. Um, then everyone's like, oh wow, this is a very funny niche that I specifically enjoy. And I'm like, though because that was just me thinking that i don't think anyone else thinks like me Uh, and it's funny to see other people think that way uh and like get the very specific targeted joke that i just made because i thought it was funny but i realize now more than just myself can think that thought uh and it's it's interesting playing with that to see like what other thoughts are similar i guess to an extent especially for jokes and very like small things I really don't think a lot of people would get but then they do and then that's like a a quick thing that we can relate with um that makes me feel like the the friends I make and the the audience I do have that is is, would be growing knows me a bit better than how just a random person might see something and be like oh that's kind of strange and then just move on with their day Uh, if they do stick around for it hopefully they enjoy the things and like it means something to them in a way cool
0: you want more flowers you want fewer flowers is that enough flowers? I mean, how hungry are you for flowers? What's this what,
1: bouquet what? looking like? Are you oh, talking yeah. outcast roses? Ooh, outcast roses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you got more flowers, then go for it. But if not, we can move flowers to
0: flowers all day, man. I got bouquets falling out of my ass. <laughs> I uh, I love doing live plays because they they allow me to like just jump on and and perform. I'm a performer at heart. I'm a trained actor. I'm a musician. Not as good as Jake. Jake is a great fucking musician, y'all. He's incredible. Hundred percent. I, I will find you, and I will make you admit that you're a good musician. <laughs> okay, well, appreciate um, it.
1: Appreciate it. <laughs> I,
0: I like it when I can make people cry, but like, and not not in a like sad way, but like a this is a very touching moment way. And I got to do that uh, on a Realmsmith uh uh, live play a little while back. I played a bear. Is this You know how I said earlier that I do self-inserts a lot? I We were using Cobalt Press stuff, and I was playing a... them bear folk as a race. I'm like, I'm going to be that. I love bears. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah, off. of course. Yeah, and it didn't really fit the setting, so they're like, okay, but you're the only one. <laughs> I'm like, even better. I'm going to make that so sad for you guys. Uh, and I just played this big, sweet, lovey bear that no one had really accepted in this little town that they were, um, that they were centering the story around and the other players were much more normal t- characters and I, I played basically a, a big misunderstood cryptid that had just lived on the outside of town and just, just watched and like, stolen little scraps of food and just, just lived outside the town for a while and then when the players like, let them be part of the party, he just adopted them and, uh, on the very last episode I was able to uh, express what it meant to finally have a family to this guy that had been living on his own for like 50 years outside of a small town uh, that people kind of thought may have been a monster uh, they weren't sure about him <laughs> and uh, there's not a dry eye on the house and that's the best goddamn feeling
1: <laughs> mm, that's awesome yeah Gosh. yeah that's very cool. Also, the, the intro with all the, like, costuming and stuff like that for that show was so cool. Oh, that was
0: um, fun. You saw that.
1: Yeah, I saw the, like, the trailer for it, and I was like, "Oh, I can't wait for this to come out, because, yeah, you in full bear costume, and... Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. That was a miserable costume. Because you're in Georgia. Um, oh, uh, no.
1: Like,
0: so, the community. Like late summer. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it was just all fur and fur and fur, and, fur, and then a rubber bear mask. And I, I probably lost ten pounds in like the couple hours that we were shooting, of just is just, just water. Water weight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, I I left most of the garments there in like in the trash because they were just full of my DNA. It was just it was just all me. <laughs> oh just no. Just part of me is in the trash in Georgia now. Oh my god. And one <laughs> with the bear.
1: That's the yeah. best way to put it. My DNA is in
0: there. I mean, oh my you could, gosh. There's a clone of me running around in Georgia right now that smells like a foot. You created a new cryptid. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> the bear costume, literally. The Georgia bear. The, the Georgia bear.
1: bear. Oh, my goodness. Well, look, it, it paid off because in, in the yeah in the opening sequence, it looks really cool. Yeah,
2: if anyone in Georgia sees a bear playing D&D, yeah. just know. Yeah, it's the cryptid. <laughs> it's local cryptid that's been created by Jesse.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so then uh, moving to uh, Bud's. Um, uh, has anything come out from the thing maybe like you know new ideas that you've gotten excited about um, I think one of the cool things that I think I've seen I believe I've seen you talk about Jesse was uh, the Cobalt Press stuff like they, they started their uh, their own system uh, and I i think most of us have been able to get that like document to see what it looks like and stuff like that but anything else maybe from um, actual plays that have just come up that you're like oh I'm gonna incorporate this or this changed the way you know, from being at home game to being on a live game, like maybe new ideas that, that spawn from that.
0: You why don't you jump in, Handsome?
1: Oh, wow. Oh, man.
2: Thanks. Uh, so I think um, for like uh, inspiration for other things or stuff that I'm seeing out there, uh, I was talking with you guys about this um, before we had started recording, but the... Um, I guess it's not actual play because we, we pre-record it. But the the Pokemon TTRPG that uh, I play or it's Pokemon themed. It's its own uh, game system that we have like the beta documents for uh, that we're making. But um, it runs off of this uh, system where you can like capture these creatures. It's similar to the creatures that you were talking about in the white and in, in, uh, yeah, my, my white real balls. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Um, and uh, it's a, a really interesting way to collect these different creatures and stuff, but have a a really cool person to to uh like kind of person to person relationship uh using this dice system that can be used for combat but in a storytelling theme it works very fluidly for just navigating a world that you can create uh and just find different ways to like roll things for dice instead of it just being a d20 system because that can get kind of like repetitive in a lot of cases um but uh seeing that and then uh, a lot of the other games that folks are just coming out with it's it's nice to see stuff that is different from a d20 system that you wouldn't normally play Uh, obviously this isn't a new one but like the uh uh like blades in the dark or like uh, vampire the masquerade uh where i believe uh, masquerade is a d10 system uh when i first heard of that or first tried playing vampire after going into to D d uh i was like Wait, where's the d twenty? How do you play the game when you don't have the big die to make the decisions? Um, it was it was definitely a big like my my third eye opened and I was like, wait, you can just say things are going to happen in a game and then hope it works, and then that's that's all you have to do. You don't have to just strictly number crunch to get things how you want them to be. Um, I, I like seeing games like that uh, surface and just kind of come to the community in just different ways from people playing them or just seeing different things like that. Uh, and I enjoy seeing those a lot when I can. Um, that's, that's very nice. I believe that was what it was. I could have just been rambling. So that's my sentence.
1: No, that's great.
2: <laughs> that's a Good
0: <laughs> sentence. Good words. Yeah. yeah. Big word. Big brain. Think. Yeah. Words. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's got the words. Um, yeah. How about you, Jesse? Any
0: more buds. Let's see your buds, buds, buds. It's tricky. Uh, One of the things that I I like about doing live plays and interacting with the community is that you find personalities like one Jake Lionheart that you would not have encountered otherwise. And you're like, I want to work with this weirdo. Uh, And you're just, you personally are just like this guy that's always been on my radar. Like, I just want to do stuff with him. I don't know. Uh, I like your energy that you're putting out there. And we would not have encountered one another without this space. Um, there's a lot of folks like that. Um, and, and and for me, that's, that's inspiring. I always think about, like, what my kind of wholesome big brother energy is going to... Uh, Culminate in when, when when I'm collaborating with another creator that has similar or very different vibes. You know, you get me and Jenny together, and it's, it. I think we're adorable together, but we have completely different vibes. So, you know, she's, I, she's a, she's a, she's some sort of, uh, woodland fey creature. Uh, and, and you know, she's, I, I weigh f- almost four times what she weighs. She's tiny. Um, she's technically a small creature like she's she's got the carrying capacity of a large but she's technically a small uh, no, I'm kidding but I love collaborating with different energies and different um, different personalities in the space and and, and CB Omega is an, another great example of that like Completely opposite energy of I me. Mean, like we could not be further apart. Like, his he brings this confidence and this swagger and this—he's he, not afraid of, of of being confrontational and, and RP. Um, and that's so opposite of me. <laughs> and I love working with CB for that reason because it's—you're not going to get a lot of overlap, but you get a lot of crossplay that is very fun. Very cool.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm actually listening to CB on. Uh, was it uh, the. I'm forgetting its name, which is, I hate when this happens to me, because it makes me feel old when you're like
3: Professional. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Faith Forge Academy, I think is what it's called. Uh, yeah, he's in a get spot there, and yeah, like, actually uh, getting to, like, see the different characters that he's playing, like, yeah, he's, like, one of those where I think you play with him and you're definitely walking away with new ideas as far as, like, playing a character. Um,
0: that guy, uh, he will he will do the, the the hard mode role play with you and and engage and commit and then you walk away and you're like are, are we are we cool he's like that was on the table yeah but, oh good oh, yeah good. I know
2: actors they're really good at acting yeah yeah
1: oh, <laughs> oh they just turned it off okay yeah I'm still emotional <laughs> about what just happened. Uh,
0: you, you hurt my feelings. I'm taking that with me. So. Like,
1: I'm yeah. going to dash you some candy just to make sure we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, given, giving CB his flowers while we're in this portion of the podcast.
0: Uh, i always do that. I love that guy.
1: But it brings us to uh, thorns, obstacles or problems that maybe you face um, uh, from, like, I guess... I wanna, because I know, like, we can go into like community stuff and all the other debacle <laughs> stuff that happened, and it's just like, mad. Uh As far as like being a player, creating characters, like those kind of like thorns that you've run into, that like, well, I guess one of them being I'm walking away emotional. Um, I've had that happen where I'm just like, I know it's a game, but why do I want to punch this dude's face right now? Why did he do that to me? It's a game, Jake. It's a game. Yeah. So, uh,
2: I think like. um... a a thorny situation that i've i've seen happen is uh ending one either having something come up where the the campaign just ends abruptly and then you just don't get to like finish whatever story you thought where you were gonna make and then you feel like because you went so far with that character it feels cheap to just try and recreate them and then have more stuff like that happen Mm, uh like Example: I'm, I'm still pulling from this one. The, my first bard character, that game ended very abruptly. And I was like, I, I have too much now that's been created from the party that we were traveling with that, like, I can't just try and make that character again or revive him in that way because it's like the damage is done. There's too much stuff that's there um, or it ending abruptly in a different way where the story ends. But the the person running the game didn't like bookend your character's story in a like a happy way or like a way that made sense or it the, the example i have was a, a game i was playing at one of my local stores um that was like the weekly one you can just pop into in and out um but like i was consistent so i was definitely like a main character that just kept uh, arriving there and the i was playing this water genasi that like uh his um father was missing and he got like a note saying like hey come find this treasure blah 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 and so like he left his mom and went to go do this thing Uh, and we get to the end of the campaign and we find this treasure and I I have no idea why my DM did this but he was like the treasure is you see a a body that looks exactly like yours and you move towards it and you bind with it and you are your own father I'm like what are you doing what is this game what is that and he was like that's the game guys see you later I'm like i that was the end I, of the it game was, it, was, it was the feeling of like this isn't real but i hate everything that's happened now like you ruined this entire character and I, I was like this you wasted so much of my time doing this and i was just like this didn't happen i i still have this character they're frozen in time i can't play them again but this session never happened i'm walking away from this and i have not played with that dm since because i was just like dude you 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 ruined that entire campaign for me. I don't know why you thought that that would be the story that I would want out of this because I was like thinking he had some crazy cool mystery and it was just like no you are him. I'm like, that's so what wild. does that mean? What what do you do? What think about what you just told me? Like no this is ah it was is the worst. It was terrible. Uh, that's that's the thorniest D and D story I have. That's of personal experience that just ah, it grinds my gears.
1: I was about to say called out until you got to you're your own father. Because uh, I'm in the same situation where it's like yeah. I have like an album's worth of music for a character, mm-hmm. and it's just like I can't even finish. I can't finish it, and I know I yep. know it's decent stuff. I have like I think two songs that I did put on Spotify. Uh, one called uh, "Thieves Can't," that I I went crazy and did like English and Spanish verses for it, mm-hmm. so that way my Spanish would be "Thieves Can't." Um, yeah. and I think it's like one of those things where it's like you, you're like this this song is hard. Like I put this, I'll put this up against like some of the yeah. other like mainstream rapper guys, even though it's about D and D. But like I have a whole album that I'm like, yeah, I only put out two songs because I just I feel the same way. I can't finish it. Like this character is just yep. stagnant. And then you said uh, the father thing, and I was like, okay, maybe not the same. Yeah, I'm just, Close, yeah, no, not, not the, the same. same. Not
2: the, I hope no one ever experiences that. It was the worst feeling playing a game ever in my life. And wow. I, it, it nothing nothing can compare to how how bad that session was. It was terrible. Oof.
0: That fucking sucks. I know, right? Yeah, That's it. what I'm
2: saying. Like, it's like, oh, man, it would suck if, like, just my character abruptly died. I'd rather that happen, honestly. Yeah. I'd rather
0: it I'd rather just not exist
2: anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> You're, yeah. You know, bad. Yeah, it's bad. It was terrible. And he was like, and, and the, it was the what was bad about it, too, was that I was coming into it thinking it was just, like, a regular fantasy game. But he was like, it's a high fantasy game. And we had to sneak through this one facility. We snuck through and did all this stuff. And he was like, you guys didn't check for cameras it's more like cameras what what are you talking about and he's like there's security cameras there i'm like you got to explain these things <laughs> like it's so i'm glad i'm glad i can express this to other people because it's it's yeah it's all just pent up
0: here I just ah, right. No, it's I so saw... bad hearing that story is a flower for me i'm so glad that happened <laughs> to you and not me <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: that's, yeah, I'll take that as
2: a flower. Like, hey guys, I took one for the, I, the entire D and D community the, as a team. Oh my <laughs> god! No Holy one god. shall have to deal with this ever.
0: I watched uh, an episode of Futurama where Fry was his own grandpa. He's like, I can do better. I can make you your own dad. <laughs> yeah, terrible.
1: Oh man,
0: uh, terrible. You touched on something I was going to touch on actually because. When campaigns end, before you feel like you've had a chance to explore every little thing about your character that you really wanted to, it's such, it's such a bittersweet feeling. Um, I, I, had, I was, it's, God, I'm talking about the Wasted West again, but it's it was a good one. It was a good one, um, especially if you were there for it. I feel like a lot of the magic couldn't have been captured on camera, which is I think that's a that's true across the board on 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 TTRPGs. Like when you're there in the moment and you're and you're really vibing and working with people. It's special, uh, and it's really hard to, to to pick that up for the camera. But uh, I I had this great interplay with uh, Alexander from Cobalt Press, and he was playing kind of this cynical character um, that that was a uh, like a rogue, very worldly. And I was playing this big oafish bear, and they had the best like. Juxtaposition where he, I was playing a big, innocent sweetie, and he was playing like this wise, worldly guy that had kind of a shady past, and it was the best, best interplay. And then the series ended, and I was like, We never really got to mess around with that. And that was really bittersweet. Um, I think my biggest thorn, though, is that there's so much cool media, and there are so many cool projects that. If I watched a live play every hour of every day I would just still be getting behind because we're yeah. producing so much as a community right now that you can't watch it all you can't you, you there's not enough time in the day you'd have to have started 10 years ago uh, with stuff that's coming out next week because we there's a, a community full of passionate talented people putting so much material out there that there's I think that is my biggest thorn in the entire Goddamn industry is that we're all making so much good shit. Uh, the worst kind of for FOMO. each other.
2: What's that? It's the worst kind of FOMO. Yeah, like I, I want. I want to watch every single thing, but literally, there's not enough hours in the day.
0: Yeah, there, there's it's there the actually is enough hours, and like there are people I love. There are people that I considered like close friends. They're like, "Hey, did you see my thing?" I'm like, "I fucking didn't." I'm sorry, man. I got a day job and a kid. You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. That has to be the biggest, thorn, Because yeah, I was thinking. I'm like, I I started uh, the what was it, the Wasted West? I started it, didn't finish it. Uh, same yeah. thing, even with your with Yona and your show, Daciles. I was super. I was like, so it's, oh, it's a commitment. It's that's yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. it's it's not easy to just be
2: like, hey man, I just started this show. Watch the first episode. It's four hours. It's like, whoa, right. wait, yeah, hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll do it on my commute to my yeah. like, family's party or something it's gonna be a couple hours but yeah. sure i'll get the first episode done but like right. what, what episode you're 70 okay yeah. yeah sure i'll get on that yeah. i can't I, i'll die i can't i like, think
1: uh with like faith forge academy the only reason i was able to get onto it is because once they hit episode 100 they kind of did like a not like a reset but kind of like here's episode 101 that's going to give you all the recap and then you can mm-hmm. just jump in right here on 101 and I'm like, "Cool, yep. cuz there's no way I can w- listen to 100 episodes of your podcast even though I really want to." yeah, um, yeah so yeah, wow, think, yeah on, we put it that, that way.
2: Yeah. Uh, what was it? I think Critical Role was just looking for like a was like a lore keeper or something, Yeah. which like just to catch up people up, which honestly it's like I've I've not been able to catch up with Critical Role. I was I'm on like episode 15 of the the latest like campaign that's there and I'm like I missed watching Critical Role every week but like I'm so busy there's so like I there's not enough time in the day especially to watch something live and then to try and catch up and watch it not live where do you find the time it's yeah. it's crazy And that's just one again of many it's right. it's right. incredible work that everyone's making it's just there's so much of
0: it if I watched I, playing the I could watch more of it
1: right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say if that if is that the biggest thorn where you went from enjoying the let's plays and the and critical roles and now you're doing them then now you don't have time to actually enjoy it the way you used to
0: yes <laughs> yeah
1: yeah because i did that with like this new i think i watched a little bit after robbie damon left and then mm-hmm. i started doing stuff and playing a game like a long-term campaign and then i'm like they did what to what now they're on the place and then, you know they're this,
2: how far in yeah the spoilers
1: <laughs> yeah. i'm like wait they're on what now yeah why is Aabria there?
0: Stark- oh, sorry.
1: Oh, no, go ahead. Go weekend, ahead. No, no, go for it. No, no, you. No, I just made the joke that I'm like, oh, is there now. How did Aabria show up? Uh, I know.
0: Yeah. It's wild. And I think, like, I'm I'm, I'm about where you are, Dinkles. I'm, I'm like maybe episode 10, 15 on mm-hmm. campaign three. It sounds like they're ramping it up to like late game shit. I'm like, oh my god, didn't that just I'm come?
3: So
2: I <laughs> was like yesterday. I remember the everyone's like critical rolls back. Yeah, and it's like now it's like and we're wrapping in the campaign. I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute, what happened to the middle part of of it happening? Like, ah, time, I'm glad time. I didn't is it I was that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm usually it's like by that time I'll have like one or two songs crit roll themed at some point. I've not done anything crit roll for like I, the past year, just because I'm, I'm so far back behind everything. And then I'm like, Oh, what if I did like a rap recap, but then I'm like, but then I got to go watch everything and I don't have time for that. So I can't do the thing I want to do. So I got to find like some spark notes. So if anyone's got some spark notes, let me know. and I'll, <laughs> I'll help summarize it and speed run the, the third campaign up to the current.
1: Episodes. Yeah. It's like somebody get Danny Carr on the phone. Talk to Dankle. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cool, cool, cool. Well, okay. Now, now we've got to make the internet mad uh, with a hot take. This is a little oh, portion, yeah. a little portion of the podcast we're calling "hot take," uh, where you give your biggest hot take about the game and uh, make everybody mad and cancel you for a third time. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. I don't like combat, and I'm going to run combat tonight, and I don't like it. I think combat is the most boring part of d d
2: Yes, I think we can get out of this whole thing just by talking our way through it for one shot. <laughs> we don't have to fight anybody. Nope. We'll just say, hey, we're
1: friends, right? Unfortunately, I are No so. fighting. I don't know what it is about combat. Like, I think it's, like, the stress of, like, waiting your turn, especially if you do have a lot of people at the table, and you're like, I'm gonna lock in this. And then... Okay, round, this person went, this person... Changes. Yeah, and but that's the thing. Like, say there's five of you. Okay, I'm still locked in. Second person goes, I'm still locked in. Third person, I'm still locked in. The person right before you just... And then you're like, am I taking too time too long to look at my spells? Am I doing... I want to move here. I want to do the... Oh, wait, I have this, like, ability at six level that I can do that would totally destroy the game, but I totally forgot that I had that at six le- Yeah, anyways. Um, and then I've seen, like, other people doing different types of combat, because like sometimes I think like I've seen it where, with a friend of mine who's a fighter, and just that like awful like I built him to be like this guy that's like a street f- you know he's in the streets he, he's smart and then natural one he rolled a two he rolled a five he he that's action surged did, did it, one, the one did and you're I'll like blast. yeah like so many beams I
2: don't hit any of them yeah my, my DM gave me the the gauntlets that let you use your cantrip twice. Just to double the amount I could miss. Honestly, I think he did it to embarrass me. Yeah, I did that. Uh, I, it's I, bad. I cannot hit to save yeah, my life. That's I was why. playing
1: a, like playing a monk, and I'm like my first time playing a monk because uh, I swapped characters mid campaign because of uh, stuff happening. And I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna do some cool monk shit. Natural one <laughs> five, and I'm like, yep, feels cool. dude cool monk shit. All right, it's your turn. So like <laughs> stuff like that. Like I'm like oh, I'm not the biggest fan of combat. I mean, it's still, it can be fun, but if I'm going to give my hot take, nah, I'd rather do all the other stuff to combat. Now do it's your you guys' turn. Uh, let's let, let's, let's have you go.
2: I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to i cook cooking. I'm agreeing, honestly, with the combat thing. I get it. Cause I miss a lot. So like, that's, that's fair. So I'm curious to see what your hot take is. Cause I, I, I feel like I'm going to agree with everyone's hot take. I just
0: want to touch on that too. Cause like, I think a lot of, a, a big mistake I don't know if it's a big mistake, but if you are running a hot big, take, it is a big mistake. Call him out. <laughs> <laughs> I think a big mistake. If here, here's a, this is a good hot take. It's a, it's an emergent hot take. I didn't I didn't realize I felt this way. But if the run a big ass table. Um, don't run a lot of combat because it's fu- it fucking sucks for the reason you just said. If you're running seven players, combat drags ass. I think uh you can keep combat snappy and engaging if you got 3 to 4 players to or you know 2 to 4 5 pretty slow 6 pretty goddamn That's slow That's the whole session. That's the whole entire <laughs>
2: session is combat, yeah.
0: yeah. Round 1 takes 22 minutes. and Then we're at round 2 and everything is still very alive and no one is, you know, Dingle's missed every Eldritch blast and nothing has Stay changed. Stay consistent.
2: <laughs> I <miss> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so that's, I think, if you're running a big table, minimal combat, and I, I feel like that's a good hot take, uh, and I stand by it. Um, other than that, I think, just to, like, retouch on one of my thorns, is that this is... a. Oof, it, you may have to edit the shit out, or, or it'll is- be good. I don't know. There's too many line plays. <laughs> There's too many. Maybe we should just... I don't
2: know. I don't know what the community we get in one large game and the first session is just combat. So we have thousands of people doing their rounds of combat and we'll see it'll end when the sun burns out. Yeah. I was like, it's it's going
1: to end. It will
2: never
0: end. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the answer for that is because I think we do have a lot of talented performers and a lot of novel ideas, but it's, I feel like the problem is that we're making too much is that, there's no way we can consume all of that media, and so so many fucking amazing projects sneak by with like 10 views on the first episode, and then it, it dwindles down into the uh, into the single digits by the final episode. Uh, I mean, unless you're you know, yeah, unless even some of the bigger projects, I'm like, this is this is not a huge watch. Uh, like you, you look at like the active viewers, you're like, this is not that big. And this is like you know, budget projects. I think it would be cool if there was like a
2: a Netflix equivalent because there's too much stuff on Netflix where it's like you, you could just scroll for hours and like that's what it could kind of feel like with just yeah. the amount of actual plays that are there but being able to have it all sorted and then look at it based on like what type of like cuz some people could just want stuff in the background but depending on what the theme is they're like oh I want something that's like high fantasy or like a sci-fi thing and just scroll through the different actual plays that could be there but YouTube doesn't really have that feature necessarily. So if someone is good at producing an app and can curate some playlists, I think that would make, uh, consuming all that content much easier for like just background absorption. If, if that if you're editing something, yep. lo-fi D and D to listen to or something. I don't know. Uh, but I think if I had a hot take, it would probably be, um, uh, power building is something that I, I not a fan of, just because, like, I'm I'm much more of a rule of cool type of person. Uh, I don't run games, but just like when I play them, I would much rather it be rule of cool. Or if someone's like, I want to do this ability, and they're like, Well, according to the rules, you can't do this because of this, this, and that. And I'm like, This is a made up game where we roll dice and anything can happen. What? Why? Why can't it do that thing? Uh, and so when people get into like the like the gritty numbers of it, it's very impressive. Numbers hurt my brain, so I'd rather just say I do something cool and then. Is the number big enough for me to do it? Cool. Let me explain how it looks and then go off of that opposed to being like, if I do this and prepare this action and do this action and do that action, that's why combat takes six years because you have to prep 6,000 different things to do. 6 billion damage, which it's so cool. Math is awesome. I passed algebra, that's so cool. But like, I, I wanna <laughs> I want to make a big cool explosion that looks like fireworks and the fireworks have little like dogs that then bite the enemy and that does the damage or something. But if the spells like you have to have five rubies that do this and then have a magic lamp. It's like, okay, I'll just uh, I'll just blast I missed cool your turn dog it's not my it's not my go um, Like it just takes me out of it knocks the the wind out of my sails so to speak if if I can't do the cool fun magic stuff that makes my brain go like burr. yeah
1: yeah no I agree rule of cool for me uh, yep. hopefully oh, that's what that we t- get t- into
0: I'm kidding I agree
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know <laughs> what I, sh- I should make that like a part of the podcast now you have to debate each other even though you agree definitely uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean i could
0: i could i could get super like pedantic if you want and like find find a way to disagree with that but i think that's Damn. a good take Like, I, I think rule of cool is as, especially as a dm I, I'm, I'm all about the rule of cool like i i let my players get away today today with some fucking bullshit like they were fighting <laughs> a a scary ass boss like i posted on, on on the the socials recently about some like uh, little vines with little flowering heads that had little snappy teeth on them uh, that they had been fighting and the session went long and so we didn't get to do the final fight which was like a big one and it was like supposed to be like a like a like a boss level encounter and they're just like we're, we're running we're getting out of here we're not going to fight this shit because they were, they were all dragging from the other fights and the the, the cleric my wife and uh, Jenny's husband Josh were like we just want to like put as much space as we can between us and this thing it's like a big plant it doesn't have eyes or ears it's just everything it senses is through the ground so they're just trying to get away from it they used uh uh minor illusion and uh Thaumaturgy. somaturgy
2: yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah to just make it feel like there is something delicious off to oh, its oh, right that's we so can't. cool
2: oh it's just so, i wouldn't even think of that oh my
3: gosh
0: it was a chasing they were on a a a a a, a horse and cart, and they're just trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, and the huge. It's like, I, I made a mini; it's like that big. <laughs> um, and you know, there's no real mechanical value to doing what they did, right? But they both took their turn. They both invested, and they were both creative. So I'm like, yeah, it runs over and investigates that. And that gives you know. It, it, it was in rough terrain, so it used all of its movement to run the other way in rough terrain while the party kept running. Mm. I rewarded the shit out of that creative behavior. It's
2: insane. Oh, um, it's so big brain. <laughs> my brain's so tiny; I wouldn't even think of that. I'd be like, maybe I'll fly, and if there's a cart, leave the cart. I'm. I just want to live. <laughs> I <didn't> think <laughs> about thaumaturgy. That's so cool.
3: Yeah. So
0: yeah, like the thaumaturgy. Like my wife made the ground shake over there, like something was stomping around, and yeah. the the warlock's like I use minor uh, illusion to make like a sound of somebody in trouble screaming. Mm. which and so yeah a big predatory yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, big predatory creature that isn't really that discerning in what it goes after Mm. is absolutely going to buy that and and so using two cantrips uh they they evaded a a pretty deadly encounter so pretty cool cool shit
1: yeah it's very cool um
0: that's awesome. Sorry, I just chased the fuck out of a rabbit trail. That's that. No, 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 cut that. Cut all of that.
1: No, it's staying in. That's I mean, that's rule stuff. of cool. Rule of cool, man. That's,
2: literally, you just that's the that's the if you look in the dictionary for rule of cool, it is that. It's a link to this podcast <laughs> with that explanation right there.
1: Yeah. And then like a picture of your mini, like about to destroy everybody, but yeah, <laughs> them running away that's from me. So
0: cool. You guys can't see it at home, but uh, you guys talk. I'm gonna go
3: get it. Go grab it. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll take a picture um, and then put it in. The, what's it called? Hey, check out this picture from the podcast. You guys can see. You
2: can only hear. <laughs> I also think I'm a, I'm a, of a large proprietor of, of Rule of Cool just because, like, I'm I'm scared of forgetting a rule, so I'd rather mm. just n- not have to worry about it mm-hmm. and then just be like, oh yeah, that works. That's yeah, totally cool. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly feel like that's how I would just run any game if I were to make something. Oh my
1: god!
0: terrifying. Yes. Yeah, it was a big nasty ass plant monster. Look at that shit. Hell yeah! Oh and uh, it was gonna like it, it was gonna eat them. Uh, it only has one action on its turn. It was just going to bite you for sixty damage and then swallow you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! That's freaking gnarly. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh jeez, that would kill. That would kill this one shot character.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm meeting this guy too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, dead.
1: I'm saving it. I took a screenshot, so I'm saving it. Awesome. i'll put it on like the podcast when it comes out like check out this picture um, i'm also going to call this episode sad boy hours are always bopping because that was super dope <laughs> that's title i'm, like, right
3: there.
1: I'm yeah. like that's the title of this episode sad boy <laughs> hours are always bopping because i love playing sad boy too mm-hmm. i think sad boys are just fun to play um Cool, cool, cool. Why be happy
2: boy when you can be sad
3: boy? Yeah,
1: because I I, he, I understand the argument of like, why don't you just make a character that has both parents and they love them and da da da, da. And I'm like, but we all listened to emo music when we are growing up and yeah. I, I, we like My Chemical Romance and... <laughs> so, MCR and Paramore trained me for this moment. Yeah, Paramore trained me for this moment, y'all. <laughs>
0: There's something to be said about like happy characters. They don't necessarily have the impetus to go out and do big things, too. Yeah. I mean, all right, we're all nerds, right? Uh, Like coming up as a nerd is tough and and hurts and is sad, and you have moments that you just don't think you can get past. Uh, And that I had a lot of those, and I think those made me the guy I am. Mm. And D and D character is a little bit of that too. Like I am. Affectionate and supportive and warm because I don't ever want somebody to feel disregarded and and cold yeah. and uh, you know that's I feel like our characters um, you can kind of give them the backstory that makes them what they are and I, a guy that's just like yeah I got a I got a loving family and I'm, I got well- a pretty bomb life dude it's dope so what are we gonna do kill a dragon right.
2: or something yeah sure
0: yeah I'm gonna go. <laughs> And get uh, get infested with grave worms, and
1: uh... <laughs> that's true, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I also see like 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 you said like it's self inserting, where it's like the stuff that you wish you had growing up as friends. Cause like when I, like I'm not gonna lie, the thing that like makes me like emotional, especially like when I started watching Critical Role, was like those moments when they're on the couch and it's just two dudes hugging on each other and leaning on each other Mm -hmm. where it's just like where I grew up nah get off of me and they'd say all the derogatory remarks and stuff like that and I'm like but you say you take a bullet from me because you're like my brother but I can't give you a hug like why would you rather take a bullet than a hug like I love you my man Like, but yeah so like seeing like them like like, just hugging on each other I'm like TTRPGs gives me that in a way because we're still on the internet but (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: I think what's what's cool is is doing that where you can start from the internet and then eventually getting to a point where you can meet up with those internet people yeah. and be in a space together to then just hug it out and then it's just like Yeah. It's it basically you it's coming full circle and it's it's the best feeling ever. Uh, that if, if you have the opportunity to play in person with your, your like online tables, yeah, do it in a RV. It's it's so worth it anytime you can. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm the worst with the huggy shit, man. I am uh, like I, one of my players. He's like, I'm not a huggy person, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> and, but he's not a little guy, but I'm just like. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> cool. 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 All right. Well, uh, before we head out to break and start this one shot, uh, kind of the culmination of everything we talked about, character creation, thorns, roses, buds, ideas, hot takes, um, let's talk about these characters that I just had you guys roll and uh kind of like what you did to build them up for this one shot um, and then how you're feeling about them.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, I, just I can, for context, I, I guess for the um, audience i I'm, I'm gonna have like an episode like a episode zero where I explain why I did this to you guys. Oh, really? but like essentially it's like we're talking about characters, so what is it like to be just gifted like, you you roll this this maybe is a class you've never played maybe it's a class you hate. Uh, in my little demo session, uh, I gave a person a sorcerer and they hated sorcerers. <laughs> I didn't know. Mm. Found out after, but they had a they made me made it seem like they had a blast playing it anyways. Um, so yeah, so I'm just curious on like uh, what points? How do you feel about just rolling up a character and so maybe making your own character? Um, and then uh, who these characters are?
2: I enjoy it. it's fun. I like trying to be given something and then be like, I can make this work, uh, is always a great feeling. Um, I, uh, <laughs> was given the choice between, uh, artificer or wizard. So Like I said earlier, I was given the choice of, of difficult wizard or even harder wizard that built everything themselves. Uh, so I went with just regular wizard, uh, which I guess you can say wizards aren't really regular. Uh, I went with a divination wizard, uh, goblin named fear. Um, i think he will die if he gets hit with anything so that's why for one of the items i gave him was a cloak of displacement so that it is maybe a chance at not being hit Um, and then uh i always like this uncommon item but it's the uh the ring of water walking you never know it's fun to walk on water um and then a a staff of thunder and lightning just because uh i can read this staff and know what it does very quickly and i'm not good with keeping track of all the spells that wizards have (laughs) Uh, so I got a lot of spells. I know I at least have counter counterspell. Um, and that's, uh, that's as far as I get with wizards. I uh, normally play either very light, like half casters that do like four or five spells. And they're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. Uh, not full wizards that are like, hey, I've dedicated my life to yeah. reading this book and casting these spells. So it's going to be interesting trying to figure out how to... Um, how to play a wizard because you know, I've been playing this game for how many years and you'd think I'd play one at some point, but I haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will be neat to try.
1: Awesome. I fear the Goblin,
0: fear the Goblin, Jake. You uh, you gave me uh, two very distinct um, I guess the dice because you had us roll,
1: yeah. I had you guys roll for it, yeah. And use a generator yeah. based on your rolls. What uh, it was like everything, it was like class, race, age, gender, subclass. But I'm like, that's. Too much. I would rather what? class and race, and then you guys can fill in the blanks.
0: So, uh, I ended up, you, you offered me an uh, Earth Genasi Druid, which I think would be a great long term campaign character. I actually think that I was thinking about that. I almost went that way, way right out of the gate. I was like, that guy's not going to be as fun in a one shot.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, so, the other option was uh, a Gnome Bard. And I was like, that's going to be way more entertaining for a one-shot, and, <laughs> and probably more entertaining for just me to play mm-hmm. for a one-shot. Uh, so yeah, I went with uh, his name is uh, Jackrabbit Rabbit Thicky Dangle Spanks, uh, and he is a bard. Um, uh, he, uh, he he plays the. Um, I was going to go with the Zolkoon, but that I couldn't think of a way to RP around that. Bonkers uh, musical instrument that they made up for this game. Uh, so he's playing a yarting which is like a guitar cool. Cool. And he's got a bit of a rockabilly vibe to him um, uh, Yeah, and I it took me a little bit because I was gonna build him around his, his ridiculous instrument but I was like this is just it's a one-node thing, but a a, uh, a, a Rockabilly uh, gnome fucking uh, bard uh named jackrabbit that's that's a solid ass character for a
3: one shot <laughs> yeah
2: jackrabbit <laughs> he's saying is a complicated instrument it makes me think that if you are like build the whole thing around it and then if you just speed through the rest of it they have this super sick instrument they can just play one really good note because that's all they they were able to get so far they're like ah, i didn't read the whole manual on this but i can play like
1: a solid <laughs> yeah. solid b flat yeah it's just hot cross buns anytime yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well that's awesome. Well uh yeah let's let's go ahead and take a break and we come back we'll jump right into it. Ooh. All right. I I'm, th- I'm gonna cut to a fake commercial, so <laughs> Why do we tell
2: stories? Let's try to make sense of a world that can
1: be terrifying and enormous. All right, back to break. And, uh, yeah, so just jump into it. Uh, it's Saturday, and unfortunately, there's no D&D tonight, or in certain people's cases you ran it and then you said I'd play another game in the same day Um, (laughs) but let's just say hypothetically that game was canceled too so now you're having this Saturday night with no D&D that you had planned for so you turn on your TV and you see the giant list of streaming services some of which you're not even subscribed to and some you've never even heard before and they're all fighting for your attention the pop of Netflix rings in your ear uh bits and pieces of the amazon you're like i watched something on amazon but how does their intro go i can't really remember and then there's tubi why is tubi here just looking at you with all of its chaotic chaotic power tubi hmm. but there's a new one that catches your eye roll for inspiration so you check it out you click it and there's ten different shows to choose from. You notice that some of your favorite TTRPG friends are on certain shows. So you decide, why not? If it sucks, Jake is always rambling about One Piece. Maybe I'll go try that out if, you know, this this kind of sucks. Or in Dankle's case, I'll just binge what I haven't caught up on yet. Um, that's One Piece. That's, <laughs> that's, one piece. All, that's all I'm binging. <laughs> so you pick a show called The Dragon Horde. And things load up. You hear the Roll for Inspiration jingle. And then the scene fades to black as you hear the sounds of somebody running and breathing hard. You hear this person slam into the wooden, uh, something wooden. Just slam. Slam. Door opens. And from the camera angle, uh, you see that the door opens up. You can see the silhouette of a person and just blinding light behind them. As they run in and slam the door, uh, the scene goes black again. And you can still hear them scurrying through the room, knocking things over, glass breaks. Um, You still hear them breathing really heavy and cursing under their breath as they're knocking stuff over. Um, They bump into something kind of loud, and it makes you think just from the sound of it. Maybe it's a wall, and you kind of hear their body sliding down. And things get quiet except for their breathing. (sighs) And then, as they're about to exhale that last breath, candles, torches, the room is just illuminated. And the camera cuts to a close-up of a middle-aged man, uh, stubble on his face, and his eyes filled with dread. Take it! I wasn't going to—I wasn't going to keep it. I swear, I wasn't. You have to understand; it was just—it was too good of an offer. I couldn't pass it up. I'm—I'm I'm so sorry. You have to believe me. It's yours. Take it. Take it. Listen, if I would have... Shh. You hear another voice say, Hush now, my darling. In the end, you took something that was not yours. Gifted, found, or otherwise. Now be a good lad and tell me where the others are. The camera closes up on the man's eye. As you can see, an unfocused body reflected in it as uh, that person is being spoken to. And you see the eye begins to start tearing up, uh, making the, the image even more focus. <sighs> They're at the murky sign. Good, says the voice. The man's eyes begin to reflect with a slow glowing purple light that swiftly fills the screen until you hear a loud thunderous crack that mixes in with the sound of a crow's feather flapping as we cut to the outside of the, the place that this man is in, and we camera kind of zooms in on the back of the crow's back, and we fly with the crow. Um, it's a beautiful afternoon, uh, about the last hour of sunshine just before the skies turn to a, a deep orange as the crow flies over cobblestone roads. Uh, there are sounds of bards busking on the street corner. The smells of savory and sweet from the different food shops in the air. Town folks bargaining in the market. Children laughing, playing games. Guards yelling, keep it moving, kids! You ain't supposed to be playing here! That's Gram. Uh, the crow lands on a perch set up, uh, for her at a patio area at a tavern called the Murky Sign. Um, out walks a male orc, a tall, muscular, bald with a tiny pencil mustache, um... Uh, common dress shirt on with sleeves rolled up to his forearms dark trousers boots with a bar towel over one shoulder as most uh, Tavern uh, owners would have as they're serving um, and an apron around his waist and Ah, there she is. Hello, my prey. Let me get you something to eat. And then the orc turns and goes to head back into the tavern and as it does the camera swoops in right over his left shoulder, or right shoulder, because I'm, I forget that this is reflected. <laughs> so, right shoulder. And uh, as he goes in, you kind of see the, the camera pans and you see the different folks sitting down, eating meals, drinking ale, laughing, um, people wondering where the bard is at. There was supposed to be a bard show up tonight and the bard never showed up. Um, and uh, yeah, so, and then it kind of pans back as the, uh, uh, the tavern um, orc server uh, owner goes back to uh, around the uh, bar, and as he does, he kind of like no- notices there's a person standing at the bar waiting to be served, and the camera kind of pans to off of his shoulder down to kind of like an aerial view of. The tabletop of the bar, and you kind of just see the orc's um, hand as he kind of knocks and says, Be right with you and and your friend. Uh, I hope you forgive me, but I've got one last thing to do. Uh, So, this house is uh, this round is on the house for keeping you all waiting. Um, And then the camera from there pans up to the person that's standing at the bar, and Jesse, we see your character. So before you describe them, I want you to kind of picture this as like one of those like Guy Ritchie uh, moments, uh, director moments or something like that where it's like your character kind of like pops out and everything in the background goes um, black and white, but you're still in full color. Your character's name pops up on the screen. And if you want to describe your character for us.
0: The, the character's name pops up on the screen. Jackrabbit Thickey. Uh, you see a... Uh, A youngish-looking gnome. Uh, He's got this black leather doublet and like a a simple white tunic underneath and some tight, uh, very tight black leather pants with some unique-looking boots of blue suede. He's got a guitar slung over his back and he seems to be trying to make eye contact with uh, the, 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 the waitress who seems to be trying her best to ignore him. Um, and uh, uh, he's, he's maybe a little bit overcompensating for something it's hard to stay but he is all bravado he is all bluster he's very brash he's got his hair slicked back on the sides and a neat spit curl kind of rolling down the middle of his forehead um, his, his uh, pointy uh, gnomish ears have have a few piercings in them, and he's wearing fingerless black gloves.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Um, in that moment, if this like you know steel image, black and white, the camera kind of zooms into their eye as I need from you, kind of like a uh I don't know, like a Quentin Tarantino or some kind of like you know flashy director, Get, hit me with just like a three moment uh, montage of stuff that would give us a little bit more about the character maybe like where they were how they met uh their their uh, party member and then how they got to the bar maybe just like little flashes of like action or something like that yeah
0: absolutely um the camera flashes and you see um a young no, very young uh dressed in simple ragged clothing walking through busy streets uh Glancing around, they seem cold and they seem scared, maybe slightly injured, with similar curly black hair. Uh, and then you see a very tall, very dashing, very handsome human in a black leather doublet, and uh, he's playing a very similar instrument to the the enjoyment of a crowd of adoring fans and 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 bystanders and. They're all cheering and clapping, and he's got this gorgeous, gleaming smile. You can tell the, the entire crowd is eating out of his hands. And he looks down at the young, bedraggled gnome, gives him a coy wink, puts his jacket around him. Uh, fast forward a few years, you see the the gnome with a similar instrument, <laughs> causing the side of a bank to shatter. And you see him uh, scurry in, grab a couple of bags of gold, and teleport. Gone. The next day, you see him in a brothel, uh, and he's surrounded by approximately 200 gold pieces worth of companions and, and hard liquor. <laughs> um, and then you see him again in a gutter the next day uh, with a black
1: eye and his pockets turned inside out. Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah. So then now we come back into the scene. Uh, the half fork says the next round is on you, um, and then you head back to your table uh, where you meet your party member. Um, anything you say?
0: So uh, look over there at the bar. He says it's uh, it's on him tonight. So
2: I take it you're talking to me. Uh, well. Uh... <laughs> That's great. Uh, I could see that from where I'm sitting over here. I'm, we're in the corner booth, so uh, being where I am, I did see that happen. Uh, but I couldn't read what you guys were saying specifically. Uh, did they say what type of drinks we could or couldn't have specifically?
0: I, he didn't uh, specify. I, uh, I think he's uh, looking looking at it. I'm thinking I'm getting like ales and uh, maybe maybe like uh, some grog's, some mead's vibe. Kind of, that kind he of
2: didn't f- specify. That means top shelf we can get the good stuff. That's why you got the
0: big brains. That's why I need you. That's why
2: I, need I can you. see it. I know everything. So let's just say we walk over there, try and see if we can get something from the top shelf without him looking. And maybe we can have a better night than we started.
0: I love how you think. I love how you think. You got the brains. I got the charms. We make a good team. We make the best team. And the, at, the best team.
1: And at the best or team, team uh, the camera does the same thing where it stops on uh, your character, and um, same thing. You're the only thing in color. Everything in the background is black and white, and your character's name pops up on screen. And uh, if you want to describe your character and their name.
2: Yeah, so you're going to see that uh, large, uh, like, splash of a name come up across the screen, and it's going to say Fear, Uh, and it will um, uh, show a uh, small goblin with green skin uh he has a, a thick handlebar mustache that goes into some like chunky sideburns uh along the side of his face and he has a uh a bunch of uh dreadlocks that are tied up in a man bun that then has a uh 3 cord kind of like sweatband going across his head uh kind of like a uh one of those uh 80s montage rocky boxer type dudes uh, and he has a, a duster coat, kind of similar to the, uh, like the Ravenger jackets you see from like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I was just watching that yesterday and I was like, this guy's going to be like Rocket. Um, and, uh, a, a, large, um, metal and wood staff that has a yellow crystal sitting at the top of it, uh, that's kind of sitting next to him. Uh, and on the staff is a couple of, uh, little step pegs here and there. He uses it to get up to higher benches when he needs to, he's not tall enough, uh, And I assume it's going to zoom into his eye and flash back to three important things about his life. Zooms right into his eye. Just like it was on cue. Uh, So you'll see him back when he was uh, a little bit younger. He's still pretty young for for a goblin. Uh, But you'll see him uh, sitting in a kind of a windowsill, uh, reading through some uh, different books of magical means and panning over to his uh, shoulder. You'll see him look into a room where there's a... uh, A much younger, uh, lankier, uh, green individual that is uh, also looking through some books, but also it has like a screwdriver and is tinkering with some stuff. Uh, and you just kind of hear some like sparks and things here and there. Uh, and, uh, you hear him say, uh, maybe stop tinkering with so much stuff and just read. It's easier to read than having to, to fiddle with all that crap. Uh, and then you'll hear some just muffled words cause it's mainly just from his perspective. So he's not paying attention too much to what anyone else says. Uh, and then it zooms back into his eye and then cuts back over to another scene, uh, where he has a, uh, a large uh, staff that he was holding with that yellow uh, crystal at the top of it, and he's slowly using those two handles on the side to pry open a treasure chest. Uh, But just as it shoots open, uh, you start to see a large explosion come from the chest, and he slow motions, like, pulls up a shield, uh, and it kind of singes one of his little eyebrows off. Uh, Then it zooms back into his eye and cuts out to another scene, uh, and it's... (laughs) Uh, it's him watching his partner come up and say, "Hey, uh, the bartender said the rounds on us, so we can get something for free here." Uh, and then he says, "Well, that means we can get something from the top shelf." Uh, and then it cuts back in, and then it goes right back to the same
1: scene we were just in. Yeah. and then he, said, we can get something from the top shelf. We can get
2: something from the top shelf.
1: <laughs> right. So then, just as you you're you're finishing finishing that sentence, the I feel like I've done this before. This is weird. <laughs> right. The ding, ding 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 on the tavern door swings. And, uh, in walks in a tabaxi. Uh, he's dressed up kind of, like, fancy. He's got, like, a scarf around his neck, a little bit of, like, a cloak on and stuff. And he's just kind of, like, looking around and then spots your your booth that also happens to have, like, a little bit more space than some of the other places. And he just gets this big cat-like grin. You can see that one of his sharper pointed teeth is actually gold and not actual, like, you know, his canine tooth or whatever. Um... And he starts headed towards your table on your booth.
0: Heads up, fancy pants, 10 o'clock. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't like the looks of him. And by yeah, then, I kind of like the looks of him.
2: He's staring directly at us, so maybe he needs to talk to us. Uh, were you, do we have an appointment with anybody?
0: Uh, yeah, I got an appointment with a, a bottle of uh, top-shelf mead, and I got a, an appointment with uh, the, the, the first willing uh, participant in some way. boy. All uh, right, no. well, let's See if they may want,
1: uh, want to a comment hello it's nice to meet you I I'm traveling in I was wondering everything seems to be fooled up and you still have some room on your your bench because no offense because of your size this is the first time I've ever felt big in front of anybody because he's like a four foot tall tabaxi um you're a, you're a giant <laughs> i i i for the first time in my life i think this might be fun i uh, would it be okay if I, I sit with you uh i first round's on me huh hey uh, hey Silge, seeage hey bring us something from the top shelf yeah uh i was gonna have him bring something from the top shelf for us life sound?
0: finds a way <laughs> I mean, you're speaking my language with a top shelf. You seem like a top shelf kind of guy.
1: I am a top shelf yeah. kind of guy. Unfortunately, the top shelf is not too top shelf. It's more like medium shelf here, but it's still pretty. Oh. It'll get it'll get you wasted.
0: As high as I can see.
1: Uh, well,
0: that's now uh, DM. Uh, I'm a I'm kind of a shifty guy. Yeah. Uh, do I get do I get the same kind of vibe off of this guy? Kind of a low life.
1: Not low life, but like maybe like. The same vibe if, like, you were, like, in the money.
0: Oh, all right. So he's, he's the kind of guy that buys and sells people. Great. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, have a seat, Fred. What, oh, what kind wait, of, what, uh, what of work are you
1: in? You know, I fancy myself a bit of a storyteller and a organizer of uh, teams that do good things.
0: A fancy organ. I love that.
1: Yes, this yes, is yes. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's, let's do a little thing here. I can show you exactly how I do this. And he reaches into his bag, and uh, he pulls out a deck of cards that he puts on the table. He reaches back in his bag, pulls out a like, kind of like a little hard candy, like a Jolly Rancher-type thing, puts it on the table. And then pulls out a ruby the size of his, like, cat fist. So it's just this giant ruby and puts it on the table. Now, my friends, which of these three things is the most valuable?
2: Uh, allow us a moment to uh, deliberate. Of on course, this. of wait, course. Wait, Let wait, me wait, check wait. in with
1: Seals really quick. Say, say, great!
0: Five, five. Do you see the size of that ruby? I saw the size of the ruby, but I mean, I feel like it's a trick question, right? He's he's a smooth talker, this guy. I recognize a game, recognize game, you know. I won't I won't lie.
2: I was looking at the candy
0: first, but that that is just me. Not, not, so he's got like a deck of cards, right? He's got like a candy. and He's got like a big ass ruby. So all right, here's here's what I'm thinking, right? He's gonna say, uh. The obvious answer is the big ass ruby, right? Because buy Of oh, course. Yeah, anyone would pick that. But I I bet you this guy's gonna be like, nah, the deck of cards, cause you can pull out pull a fast one on a couple of unsuspecting gooks like ourselves. This is true. What do you want to say, boss? Uh let's
2: let's play into what he's going with. Let's, let's maybe go with the cards. And then uh, maybe
0: afterwards he'll let us have the candy. Right, right. If not, he's got a big ass ruby on him, so uh,
2: worst case scenario,
0: blow him up. Yeah, all right. Um, what, d- should I or do you want to? Um, uh, please do it for me oh, if you could. me. Right, all right. Well, uh, yes, your uh, your a- immenseness.
1: I uh, oh, you know, because, I'm so I, sorry, I didn't introduce myself. My name is uh, Bold Bite. It's a pleasure to meet uh, you. One more time, Bold Bite. How is it, Bold oh. Bite? Bold bite. Bold bite. You're the binding wild clan. It's a pleasure to meet you. Who are you, my friend? I'm buying you drinks, and I didn't even have the courtesy to ask your names.
2: Nice. Cool. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can uh, catch catch my my partner on this. Uh, um, I will uh, say, uh, well, names of things you forget after you drink, I and mean, we were already in the middle of drinking here anyway. Um, and uh, I'll kind of lean over and say, Jackie, names are important. You don't want to just give those out. to people um and uh, uh I'll say you can just call us um, uh, what you ever well whatever something you might think is, is fitting I didn't really uh I don't I don't want to tell you my name I'm gonna be just straightforward with okay, you. that's too much work' uh, my, my friend here he's shy he's shy I'm
0: Dicky tickles
1: Dicky Tickles, nice to meet you and friend with no name
0: he's a mysterious type you see
1: I will call him Mysterio Mysterio and Dicky tickles. Call, call
0: me Ray. Call me Ray. <laughs> <laughs>
2: call
1: you Ray Mysterio Jr. Yes. That's <laughs> your character. Puts on like a lucha mask. <laughs> my, my, my father calls me Ray. <laughs> okay, Ray. It's Ray and Dickie. Uh, so, what, what do you think? Which one is the most valuable? I mean,
0: all right. Here's, here's what I'm thinking, all right? And I, mm-hmm. I'm not the sharpest uh, card in the deck, but I feel like... If you are a uh, an entrepreneurial type, which I think I can be at times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you can you can earn a lot more with a deck of cards mm-hmm. than you could can with candy or uh, and unless you unless you poison the candy, then you can get, you can make a lot of money with a poison candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the deck of cards, that's that's a venue, that's a, that's a that's a means to an end, right?
1: That is very interesting. I like the way you think. A lot of times when I uh, show this question, uh, everybody goes for the the ruby because, you know, the most obvious is the ruby. And then he picks up the ruby. common man gives a common answer. Exactly. And he picks up the ruby and says, here you go, Ray, and throws you the the ruby. Uh, The ruby is worth, like, 3,000 gold. (laughs) Yeah! Uh, Yeah, Uh, of course. Yeah. Now, here is the tricky part because there's information you don't know. The candy is the favorite candy of a troll. The troll a cave entrance the cave entrance holds a treasure chest inside the treasure chest is uh, a mysterious magical portal that lets you keep scooping in as much gold as you want and as much gold as you can carry out and if you can get as much as you can and as much as you carry because it'll continue to refill every time you reach in uh, as long as you get out before the troll finishes his candy and kills you Technically, it makes it the most valuable because it's definitely more than the ruby. And then he opens the candy and pops it in his mouth. But since we don't have the candy and we can't go on a trip to find the troll, you are correct. The right one is the deck of cards. Would you guys like to play a game? Uh... And he pulls out the the cards and starts shuffling them and stuff. How Are you about the, good with the cards oh I just like playing games uh we can just play uh what is it uh, the uh dragon's anti three card dragon anti what do you think
0: what do you think the Rey mysterio uh
2: yeah that that could be fine uh do we wager the ruby?
1: no we're just playing for fun and drinks oh There's no no I, betting then okay yeah. Yeah, okay totally. do, you, do you guys mind if I smoke my pipe while we play
2: I don't own the building, so sure. Oh. I don't give a fuck.
1: Okay, then he starts sparking up his thing. The drinks come in. You guys get whatever mix of liquor is that this half is trying to peddle as high shelf. Because, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's not that fancy of a tavern, so he's I like, guess it's the highest he gets. Um, and he starts passing out the cards. You guys, like, maybe play a round or two. And then on the third round, he passes them out again. As you look at the cards, uh, they the the images like the numbers and stuff like that that would be on your normal playing cards, all f- three cards. Because I guess it's like you know three at a time. They all just have like black splotches on them now. Are are you okay, my friends? You seem un- like something
2: changed. Um, can I see something on the table? I'm looking at the table just to see if there was like anything that could have like got stained on the cards or something like that to make those black splotches. Um, as uh, you like kind of like
1: look up, your vision starts to like darken a little bit and you start seeing double. Everything oh, kind stood of slows. Up too fast. Uh, are you okay, my friend? And you guys black out.
3: No, oh, <laughs> uh
1: would you guys give me uh, perception checks? I'm a pretty perceptive guy.
2: I perceive everything except for. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> this is a bad
1: perception. <laughs> I perceive everything. Oh god, no. Oh, is it not bad? Um, uh, it's a 19. <laughs> that, that's I, definitely uh, not I too
0: bad. I bad, but I got a 14.
1: A 14? Okay. Um, you guys roll. Yeah, the DC was 10. Um. You can tell time has passed just because of how you feel, like kind of achy, like you know, when you don't sleep right. Um, and you notice there's a bag on your head and your hands are tied behind your back and you're in a chair.
0: See, this is why I don't mingle with the upper class. Oh no, I should have went with the candy. Uh,
2: hmm.
1: Hello? Hello? Um, as you start saying here? hello, you hear what sounds like a door opening? Yeah and then closes, and then you hear the footsteps coming towards you guys.
0: I got short legs, so I can't really, like, kick him in the pills or nothing, so... uh. Uh,
2: Can I, um... There's a thing I can do with the thing that I am the class. Um, I would like to use... Uh, what's the name of the ability? It's like a magic thing where I can, yeah, third eye. Uh, so it's once per short rest, I can use my action to choose a benefit. Um, I can either gain dark vision, I can see into the ethereal plane for 60, second, or 60 feet, reading language or see invisible creatures uh, within 10 feet. If I if I look into the ethereal plane, does that, cause normally how I think of the ethereal plane, it's like just on top of where we currently are, right? Okay, yeah. Does that give, any nah, probably not. I'll, I'll just hold on to it. Uh, I was thinking it would give me like uh, some Daredevil sight outside the the bag where I could just kinda of see what's uh in the room, but I don't know how the Ethereum.
1: Uh goes. if you want to give me an insight check. Um yeah, let
0: me do that. I'm uh I'm, my hands are tied up, right? Yep.
1: Behind well, kind of like behind your back, but like probably since you're so what short, you? like one hand right, to this- each side of the yeah, the chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great, great idea. Can I make a like a slighter hand check to try and s- start working on those knots? Absolutely. All right, all right. That's a uh, that's a uh, twenty five.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you make fast work of the knots. You are technically untied. I'm
2: gonna make sure it still looks like I'm kind of tied up though. Sounds good. <laughs> those ropes good. were not one size fits all. It's yeah. literally definitely like no, they didn't even tie you up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a fourteen on my my insight check to know if that would be
1: smart or not. Okay, cool. And then you said it's kind of like Daredevil vision. Is it? I don't know what the ethereal plane is. Uh, uh, I, I was just because that sounds cool. Yeah, like you're kind of like your vision projects from out where you're at, and it has like that like uh, like the show the Netflix show where everything looks like it's on fire, but yeah, like yeah. it's you can tell you can tell you're like in a cave, like it is like. Walls. You can see there's uh, four torches put up. Um, It's kind of high ceilings. Um, Down here would be where the door was, where you heard the person come in. And then you guys are kind of like tied in the center here. Uh, With your vision thing, you would notice that um, you're not like tied like chair to chair, back to back. Um, But you are kind of like your backs are facing. But in between you is kind of like a tiny table with an hourglass on it. Uh, and you kind of see all of this through that like fire daredevil vision. yeah, and then you can know and you also see that there is a figure standing where that door would be at. Um, not so much details, uh, but like sure. just okay. the way it picks it's picking up that he's magical and could mm-hmm. possibly be from a different plane. So I think that's why he kind of pings for you.
2: yeah is it uh, this isn't looking too good. Uh, How's it? How's it looking where you are?
0: Oh man, I'm tied up very securely. I'll
2: tell you that right now. So unfortunate. Someone has the upper hand on us.
3: All
1: right. Yeah. So at this point, you feel the like burlap, burlap sacks or whatever you know, the bags over your head come flying off. Uh, you kind of like take a second to like adjust to like the quick change of light, um, and then yeah, you notice at this. It, the door, which, like, the door is just, like, fancy. doesn't belong in a cave, because obviously you guys are in a cave. Um, it's this beautiful, like, red wooden door, and uh, some things that you might notice is above, like, where, you know, you would have, like, the lock to turn. Um, it has, like, a little, like, inky color on it. Like, a inky pink on it, or whatever. And in front of it is this, like, amazingly handsome young man. He's got Fancy blonde hair. It's kind of like got like a bob, but then it's like long. Um, He's wearing like a fancy white, like the pirate shirts that they're super puffy, Um, like with like even like a little bit of a collar. Um, Fancy uh, slacks, nice shoes. But then he's got like a jacket kind of like sitting on his shoulders and it's uh, got pink and like a dark gray on it that kind of like goes in like an X pattern going all the way down. Um, If you guys want to roll uh insight no what's the way i won't say uh history roll a history check and uh fear you get advantage on this one because you're a wizard Ooh. and the dc's 10
2: oh great i <laughs> rolled a natural one and then a natural 20 uh,
1: <laughs> natural 20
2: <that's> good. um <laughs> and then uh
1: uh, the natural twenty will give you way too much information. I feel like I'm
2: I'm barely scraping by. I need to make sure I have everything. Out.
1: Uh, yes, you would know just. You know how like I don't know how much you guys are into sports, but sometimes as nerds we're like, I, I get the idea of basketball. I get the idea of football, but I think everybody knows who Shaq is. Everybody would be like Kobe Bryant. I know. Ex- I may not you need know the how Shaq of Wizards pretty much you are meaning the kobe bryant uh this is the great wizard jenkins um and you would know him from uh first off like just inventing new kind of magics or coming with like so he's like in probably some of the books that you've read certain spells and and stuff like that it is like like how does he still look young it must be magic um cuz he does look like just like a handsome like uh mid 20s kind of guy Um, yeah yeah, so you would know like this is this is like this is like LeBron walking into a room and you're like I'm tied to a chair and LeBron just walked in uh why is he here like a celebrity Uh, just walked in
2: they said anything from the top shelf when they said on the house that's all we know
1: okay uh let me look at you guys Mm. I can I be honest with you guys I don't see this working okay But I'm not the one that makes the rules. Uh, I owe favors. So I'm here to do favors. Um, Who does Jenkins owe favors to? uh, Well, this is called the Proving Room, and depending on how well you do, you might actually get to meet them. Uh, Unfortunately, well, fortunately for you, you won't owe them a favor, uh, but I owe them a favor, so that's why we're here. Um... So, do
0: good in the room because my blood's like thoi proof.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, so, here's the matter we at need, hand.
0: We need to work on that, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not a fan of the method, but it's, it's very effective. Um, let's see. And he kind of like puts his hands out and like f- turns them. And as he turns, since you guys are actually facing kind of like away from him, you both kind of like f- face him now in your chairs um what's up
2: oh, you know a quick 90 degrees you didn't have to do the whole other way direction that would have been much less dizzying mm. he's extra i appreciate it yeah. i don't, my stomach doesn't
1: <laughs> hey i'm here to put on the show okay uh they don't call you the great wizard if you're not doing great things uh speaking of which and he kind of like tilts his hand this way and does this and as he does uh you kind of notice that the hourglass picks up comes back down and the hourglass starts going, and he goes... Okay, uh, I hope you guys do good. Uh, I'm rooting for you. Don't... Uh, just do your best. Do your I, best. Uh, what are we uh, like proving exactly? Uh, he turns around. He turns the knob on the door. It goes from pink, blue, green, black. Opens it. As he opens the door, you guys can see that there's like this beautiful... Like Maybe like mountain landscape, because the clouds look way too low. Looks like you could just grab them and grab a cloud. Green fields, flowers, uh, just a gorgeous blue sky. A little pond, and not too far from the pond is like a little cottage. And, uh alright fellas, and closes the door. And as he closes the door, the thing turns again. Uh, blue, green, pink, purple, and then settles on pink again. Um, you guys want to give me... Uh, perception check. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: Perception, perception, perception. All right. Solid 12.
1: 19. Wait, how much 12 and... 19. 19? Okay. Uh, so with a 19, um, Jackie boy, because I thought that was a really cool little... <laughs> hey, Jackie boy. Um, you see a family member you have not seen in a long time just I mean, kind of like walks kind of like it seems like they walk from behind you <sighs> Jackie Jack Ravage uh, <laughs> is there anybody in your family that you would definitely not want to see right now
0: oh let's see here hey probably uh, probably Ma Oh, I mean, she warned me not to not to rabble rouse and she wanted me to stay off the streets and stay out of trouble.
1: Okay, so uh yeah, this person is your ma? Oh, Jackie, oh. Jackie, what are you doing? Huh? Uh, hey ma Hey, uh
0: look, I was just I was a victim in this case. I this time you were a victim.
1: Time, you were a victim. Are you serious? You were a victim?
0: I uh, look at me what I lie to you.
1: I don't know, you've been lying about your heritage, haven't you? Uh, no, I... What? Oh, you do, you don't think you're full gnome? No, Dad was a goblin! Dad was right? not... No, no, he wasn't. At this point, you take... uh Let me see... 10 points of psychic damage? What is oh, happening shit. right now?
3: <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. My whole identity was wrapped up in that.
1: No, c- come on, kid, you're gonna look at me I'm your mom I love you I brought you into this world do you really think your bum father is a goblin Goblin probably would have treated us a lot better than your bum father
0: I thought he was like a stepdad or something I don't know is this my mom really
1: I uh, want <laughs> to roll in inside check.
0: I do.
2: Do I see or hear this conversation happening? No, you don't. Well, you hear
1: the responses.
2: I hear but the one side one yeah. side
0: part of the conversation. Yes. This is definitely my mom.
1: <laughs> Come on. Don't you recognize your mom when you see
0: her? I, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. Hey, you don't write. Uh,
2: you don't call co- me. Jackrabbit, who are you talking to? That's it. Uh, it's my mom, right? Uh, Thank you. Fear? I, I don't. Uh, it's just you and I in here in the hourglass.
1: Yeah, I know that right yeah oh yeah. when you um, say it's just yeah. us when you when fear says it's just us and he's like you hear a very familiar voice as well saying oh just us huh ah yeah okay okay is that how is that is that how it is brother huh you think reading your fancy stupid Jeez. books is oh gonna God. make you better why than me? Why
2: are you here? What are you doing? Oh my goodness. We got kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. I I know we have been kidnapped, Jack Rabbit. I'm trying to why are you here? <laughs> I'll look to my uh brother and, and start talking. Because
1: different. I've always been better than you. That's why I'm here. And You're then, not
2: better you're just younger and you have a screwdriver. That's not making you better than anybody.
1: <laughs> um easy to the- uh, you take eight points of psychic damage. Eight point that's my whole life. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Is it really at level ten? No, 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 it's not. It's not uh, uh, he's like, yeah, and the screwdriver's got a lot more done than your stupid books have, haven't they? Huh?
2: No, in fact, not, not actually. I've done so much more than you. Do you no, not you see haven't. his staff? Do you not see how many chapters in this book are filled with magical spells? And have you not you seen it? Built a toaster that shoots a fireball. That's not that's not creative.
1: Okay but, I a, I build, I, okay, but I built a whole army. All right, a whole me- mechanical army for the king from what's his face's uh, kingdom. Uh, that one dude you used to hang out with back in the day. Yeah, that, that king asked he didn't me to pay you. He stiffed you on the
2: job. No, that's not. Didn't. That's not good. Oh my! You're God. not taking did, good business moves with did, your life.
1: Did you not hear about how I set mom up for life? Mom is set up for life. Mom don't gotta worry about nothing because of the shit I did,
2: not because of the shit oh, you did. Good. good for you. That's great. At, Happy this, for you. at this point,
1: awesome. you guys will notice how like the the hourglass is kind of like glowing and shaking a little bit. Oh, I see this other guy. Do you see him? No, it's the same thing. You can you hear the one side of the conversation?
0: Oh, uh, I'm not the I'm not the sharpest cookie in the crayon box, but uh, I'm seeing my. You're seeing uh, who? Who are you seeing? I, I'm seeing my my brother. Hold on, <laughs> I'll turn to uh
2: Jack and say I'm I'm talking to my brother. I don't know why he's here. Yeah, I'm talking to my mom, but, uh,
0: you see my mom? Uh, no, do you do you see my brother? <laughs> no, and also she's full of shit, because my dad's definitely a goblin, so, uh, uh, I'm gonna, uh, just kinda jump off the chair and start working on, uh, uh, is not there.
2: Uh, okay, and then what's you... the What's that hourglass looking like?
1: Uh, it's probably maybe close to halfway done?
2: halfway done, oh my god, okay, cool, um, okay, Um, while the knots are being undone, um,
1: Um, I'll say at this point, you'll hear uh, uh, Jack Rabbit's mom will start saying like, oh, now you can't even, Oh, wait, she's more like like raspy, right? Oh, you can't even sit there and finish the test? The, the wizard guy said you had to sit here and finish the test, and here you are getting that. Just breaking out and helping your, your bum friend try to get out of here. What, why can't you ever do anything all the way, Jack? Huh? Look,
0: Ma, he's not a bum. He's a good guy, and he's a... she's calling me a bum?
1: <laughs> yeah, my mom called you a bum.
0: You're not a bum. That's not nice at all. What are you... Why, nah. Um, a term, unhoused for one thing, so she's being really politically incorrect. <laughs> I
1: think it just comes from like matching that know. one guy from uh, Rocky, like "Hey Rocky, bum." That's the only voice I could do. <laughs> 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 I think that's um, where it came from.
0: So, uh, yeah, there's. Uh, it,
1: I'm a. Uh, are there? A, is there like a rock or something around here? Uh, not on the floor, but you could probably walk up to the wall and like. You know, grab no, pull something
0: off the no, wall gonna, Do I have my, my, my shit on me? Yeah,
1: you got all your stuff on you
0: Alright, I'm gonna take a copper piece and just
1: chuck it at my ma Interesting, uh Yeah, it it goes right through her Yeah, God damn it,
0: It's an illusion Very personalized though And like, hurtful, hurtful I'm sensitive about my family, alright It feels like they're being aggressive to everybody here
2: um, uh, can I look to see if with the the table is there anything uh, unique or different with the table and where the hourglass is uh, uh, when they like cast that magic to make it flip
1: nope it like, just looks like an hourglass writing. and uh, a table um, I will say if you want to do an arcana check yeah let me do an arcana check on this
3: we
2: that missed the box entirely Okay, uh, that's gonna be
1: a twenty-five. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nothing magical about the table. Um, but you can definitely sense that the hourglass is magical, and um, probably the reason why you're seeing what you're seeing is because the sands are still flowing and hasn't come to an end yet.
2: Mm. Um. Could is the is the hourglass like locked in place or is it movable? Nope, it's movable. Oh, um...
1: What if I just set it on its side? That's a good idea. Give it a shot. I touch it and move it to its side. Uh, the second the sand stop moving, uh, the two people disappear. The torch lights flicker, green light, red light, pink light, kind of like the, what's it called? The knob. Door. And then just Mm -hmm. turn to regular, um, regular fire. And you guys are just in this room by yourselves that didn't
2: feel like we proved anything um that was just annoying
0: um
3: hmm. uh,
0: what do we do now hey, uh, well i mean i got my shit you got your shit
2: i i think i do where's my staff Got it, yeah, you got
1: it. You got all your stuff around. He was probably like <laughs> leaning on the table. Um, I'll yeah. say at this time, if you guys can also give me a perception check with advantage,
2: so bad. Jesus,
0: uh, that's a six. Oh, <laughs> perception with advantage mm-hmm. that is a, da, 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 da. a uh, 23. 23,
1: okay. So, Fear is going to hear the voice. Um, but uh, Jackrabbit is going to see kind of like... It's not surprising. It feels natural, like maybe this person was there the whole time. And you instantly don't have any animosity towards this person. You don't feel like they're out to get you. But it's this uh, Yankee woman who has this like very nice pirate captain hat on with like a um, feather coming off of it. She's wearing kind of, like, black and white. She's got, like, the pirate garb, um, like, vest. Looks really cool. Like, probably one of the coolest pirates. If you've ever seen him, this is the coolest of all the pirates you've ever seen. And it's the Yankee woman. And she's kind of, like, approaching the red door. So, away from you. And you both hear, well, my darlings, you prove that you are stronger than lies. Stronger than fears. And you have the mental fortitude to move forward and what's about to happen and she kind of like opens the door and he and only um uh jack rabbit sees like kind of door open and she goes in through the door um
2: what's about to happen
1: and she's already gone through. thank you for the
2: compliment i guess but
0: who's who's speaking there's a thought-ass pirate back there you gotta respect the drip she really committed to the look you have a hat. That's cool. What? Get a big hat. It was like the. It was probably the coolest pirate look I've ever seen. But not like, like everything. The chief way. Like it was like legit. It was authentic. Like wow.
2: What would you guys like I do? Never get to see? The stuff. Um, I guess we head to the door.
1: Yeah, let's head to the door. What's the worst that can happen? You go first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then let's as go. you reach Nothing for the door. I would say as you reach towards the door, it does that thing just as you're about to touch it. Just pink, green, blue, and stuff. Pur- it,
2: does it look like it's happening on its own, or does me moving the door handle or anything change what it's stopping on?
1: Um, I will say the way it feels is as you're about to reach, it looks like whatever magic is happening, it's trying to open... You get the sense of the colors open to different places.
2: Mm-hmm. Could I try and, and see if there's a way to... Uh, Manipulate it to try and match the color that the uh Jenkins went through, sure, or had like had summoned it to, yeah. Um, Um, trying to see is it so it's magically spinning, it's not like a mechanical thing. I mean, you could you could try
1: it and just turn it.
2: I'm gonna see if I can, as I'm like, try and like just stop it on the the color that they went out of, yeah. Uh, I think it was like pink or something, no, not pink, like green.
1: Ooh, this is a good question. You want to roll to see if you remember what color it was?
2: I'm <laughs> give not me, the Give me insight, I guess.
1: Uh, Actually,
2: well, I feel pretty confident. <laughs> uh, as a roll of nineteen plus whatever you would have me add to that, <laughs> is it, would it be history or Dang. Uh, uh, insight. Uh, insight, insight. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that'd be twenty-four. So
1: you remember that it was black?
2: It's black. Yeah, that's what I said the first time.
1: Uh, uh, black. D- do you open the door?
2: yes you know maybe
0: hold on hold on a second
2: uh, I'm hold make... on
0: for a second <laughs> let's look what's mage open just in case some shit blows up or, or some some weirdos with some cards show us blotchy pictures after you uh, right yeah uh, just you uh, like a mage hand it's like a little too big like <laughs> obnoxiously so mm-hmm. uh, like definitely trying to offset something who knows what who knows what right and I think your small boy yeah <laughs> I'm the latch with that guy.
1: Uh, yeah, it opens up, and then you see the same green grass, the thing, and all that stuff. And I'm I'm assuming you guys are a little bit back awake, so you don't explode or a, anything like
2: that? Five or ten feet
0: back,
1: yeah. yeah. What's so, the range on fireball?
0: <laughs> pretty far. Yeah. All uh, right. Do you, 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 I mean, we could send like a, I don't know, something out there to spout sp- 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 uh, uh, around, or
2: I, I think they're, they're trying to have us prove something, so I don't think they'd kill us that quickly. Let's just oh, right. maybe walk in and see what happens. I'll, I'll go right. first, though.
1: I uh, absolutely. On the first step, the door closes, and the knob turns again to the purple.
2: Oh, shit. Oh, Great. Right. Oh. Right. As we it. step towards it? it yeah, the, the first step you take step towards on. it,
1: yeah, it slams. Oh, And then, mm. ch- 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 turns to purple. Like pink, green, blue, purple. And stops at purple.
2: Because it was on pink originally, so now it's on purple, which is just... A-
1: yeah, well, it was originally on pink, then it went to black, mm-hmm. where he stepped out, uh, mm-hmm. and then turned to purple.
2: Gotcha. Um, maybe let's... They, maybe they need us to go to purple first?
1: Let's go to purple! Let's do purple. Alright. Um, go in purple. And- <laughs> go in purple. As you head in, you open the door, and uh, you see gold... You see coins. You see marble statues. You see treasure chests. You see fancy paintings of, like, people in, like, the fancy, like, bard caps. Uh, you see all of this in piles and hills and almost mountains as far as the eye can see ahead of you. Uh, the space is so big, it looks like... This gold and riches go on forever. If you look up, whatever light is illuminating, illuminating around, so like these little like uh, bl- uh, orbs of like light, kind of floating around throughout this whole room, uh, doesn't illuminate the top of the ceiling. It just starts fading to black, as you can tell by the sound of everything. That this place is just huge and just gold and riches everywhere. You can see just gems. Some the size that uh, the tabaxi had, some tinier diamonds, anything you can imagine that would be like I'm I'm set for life. And all of this is ahead of you.
3: Oh
0: well, that's uh I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Um, Didn't he mention
0: something about like a troll with a bunch of gold? You wouldn't think he I think he was shit. I don't. I don't yeah. think the, the troll thing. He's like, oh, the candy I'm gonna the eat. The is, candy. Yeah, he
2: was a smug guy eating candy. I think he was lying. Or uh, but just in, uh, just in case, let's be on the lookout for trolls or something.
0: Yeah, I'm Always uh, on the lookout for trolls. Trolls are the worst. They, they don't argue in good faith. They're always like, oh. It um, seems like they're always out to get you for some reason. I think some video game journalism.
2: That's a deep cut. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, move forward through these it. trying times.
0: Absolutely, let's, uh, let's try to get out the door. So we
2: we were able to walk in yeah, through. The, you can walk in the door this time. It's
1: kind of like a little bit rough because you know where the piles kind of like converge or whatever. Sure. But yeah, you can find like a little right. like it's like going Very hiking,
0: cheap, but it's Yeah,
1: it's like hiking, but going. Yeah, the hills are gold put a, a piece of that up and give it a look-see Just um, legit yeah Little chocolate coin <laughs> yeah I know right uh, no it's a legit coin like it's you got the right weight you can tell the markings are from the the village you were in like you know what I mean like this is a coin that could be good anywhere part of the world
0: uh, let's get the, the, the cauliflower on there or the old lady whatever that is <laughs> it's minted
2: hmm. uh, what do we what do we proven here Oh, maybe ah, uh, who? Maybe drop that. It's maybe it's something proving that we're not greedy or something. And know we, we like gold, but I didn't touch it. It was a it was a ruse that if, if you were looking, that was we were just looking to see what the picture was. We were curious. Um, uh, our greed is for knowledge, not for gold. Though gold is is good to have if you are low on it. Um, uh, moving further into like the, the piles of gold, does it seem like they're is just endlessly going forward or does it seem like there's a path that has been forged
1: you will notice that like yeah it it does feel like a path and then maybe as you're moving forward you'll notice that like there's another path that kind of like snakes out that like goes behind but like maybe you can get on that path and head towards it all kind of seems like it's culminating towards the center of whatever this room is and would probably maybe take you about like you know in D&D terms like 30 minutes to kind of like walk to get to where you're going
2: um could I um, Yeah, let's uh let's let's speed this up. I'm gonna cast fly on both of us. Oh. Um and uh, we're gonna uh I love si- it Awesome.
3: So
1: um, let's
2: do that. So it'd be Yeah, okay,
1: yeah, so it'd be fourth level fly. Get our magical wings. Dope. Okay, so then yeah, that's awesome. So then you're moving no, a lot It's not faster. like hard
2: terrain. Yeah.
1: You guys can just fly. And I'll say even as you fly up because of the elevation, you can actually see that there is a center point um, to the room. And from where you guys are at on El Rodeo, I'll change it, you notice that the gold piles kind of culminate into a circular like dirt where you can tell like this is a cave, like the dirt and the rocks and the rubble. But then in the middle of that big dirt pile is what you would see on screen, which is a Um, kind of like an oasis, like, all of a sudden, like, this circular uh, section that has uh, beautiful manicured uh, grass with, like, trees, uh, like, bushes, foliage, all that stuff like that. It looks like, kind of like, yeah, like an oasis in the middle of all of this stuff. And then you'll notice that uh, there are um, five, kind of like, those, like, Grecian pillars that they put, like, you know, the the person's bust on so it's not too high up i would say like even Mm -hmm. for you guys being a goblin and a a gnome it might be a little bit higher than what you guys are used to but you're also flying right now so it's not like you can't fly
0: up that's like a wall of hedges around the oasis not
1: like a big hedge but like because i I put like the little foliage in there so like yeah, yeah so it's not like you have to climb over it but it's just like beautiful like bushes and stuff like that that you can probably just honestly just walk through even for like a gnome and goblin um, it's just there for looks. It's not blocking anything.
0: Um, the oasis is surrounded by like some sort of <laughs> wonder wall.
1: Wonder <Wolf>. wall, got me. <laughs> Sorry. All right. First, first, first episode, episode. First episode. So I wonder how many times anybody's gonna get that joke on me. <laughs> but you're the first one, Jesse. Uh, the you. oasis is covered by a wonder wall. That's awesome. Um. Yeah. So then, that's what you guys see, and then you can notice, like, in on top of those pillars, is kind of like Beauty and the Beast style uh, bell glass jar over it, and you can notice that uh, I would say for the sake of this map, north, west, center, and east all have items, but south doesn't have an item in it. Hmm.
0: Right. Uh, what's uh, what's in the center?
1: Yeah, let's check those out. Yeah, you guys want to go in and check them out? Of course. All right, so. I want to keep public it because it's fun. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, if the center one is the first one you guys want to check out, uh, you will notice that floating inside the jar is a hand. And it looks like a gnarled, undead type hand that's kind of severed like a little bit past the, the wrist. And in between its finger, or its index finger and thumb, is an even more gnarly looking eye with a little bit of the tendril from the eye on it. And it looks kind of like fogged over. But you swear, no matter which way you float around it, you swear that eye is looking at you.
2: Oh, Uh, wait. uh, Yeah, rule number one with hands. If they have an eyeball in
0: it, just steer clear. Yeah, no hand stuff for me. I'm right. We want to inspect uh, the other guys? We want to mess with this thing?
2: Yeah, let's not... let's, Let's... remember this is here, but let's not touch it. Uh, and we'll maybe do a do a circuit and check west, north, and east.
1: I like it, yeah, like a little rainbow.
0: Yeah. How to west.
1: So, headed west. Um, west, you will see uh, a beautifully adorned and carved ram's horn made from iron. The carvings tell the story of the legendary warriors whose spirits are drawn by the call of the horn. Oh,
2: that's good. Yeah, much better than the hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right, northbound.
1: Northbound, as my personal halfling comes in. Okay, and then the halfling left. Uh, (laughs) It's a running joke in my game. Anytime my kids come in, that my character is being assaulted by halflings.
3: So,
1: (laughs) I was like, my halfling came in and left. Okay, cut that out. Um, On the north, you notice that there's a folded... um, uh, garment. It's a brilliant white robe with golden embroidering. Uh, uh, the symbols etched on it is of the legendary arch magi that you would be very familiar with as a wizard. You would have seen drawings of this type of robe. Interesting. Okay, so
2: we got robes. We got a horn, a weird, <laughs> decrepit hand and eyeball. Uh, I guess last is east to check out. Last but not east. Last (laughs) Last but but not not east. East. You said it best, my friend. Uh,
1: Yeah, floating inside this uh, bell glass jar is a gold ring with a circular face that has four reddish-orange colored gems um, at the top, bottom, left, and right, kind of like in the same iconology as the the, the bell jars. Um, Yeah, and then at the center are three diamonds like stones at three points, uh, almost forming a triangle. And cool. if you if you want to do an Arcana check on this one, you guys can. You're and I'll give you advantage spring. as a wizard and your books. I would give you advantage on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right.
2: Um, that will be a uh twenty-two.
1: Twenty-two. Uh, right away, you know this is the Ring of Three Wishes, and also from your reading, you would know that this particular ring of three wishes uh, kind of has a sense of humor in that it will grant you your wish but there's some kind of caveat to the wish. Almost like a monkey paw.
2: Yeah. And there's nothing in the, the south.
1: Unless you guys want to check it out. <laughs> yeah, let's take a look let's, yeah, do the full, do the full thing. Give um, the, the old CSI. Yep. <laughs> the old CSI, yeah, give me um, insight checks uh, with disadvantage.
0: Right.
2: Right. Uh, um,
0: um. Well, that's one natural one, and, uh. <laughs> okay.
2: I rolled two twelves, then that's good. Uh, so that would be uh, inside um, eighteen. Or, I'm sorry, uh, seventeen.
1: Seventeen. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it looks like it's empty, uh, as far as you know. It's empty, but. Something. I would say your goblin senses are are kind of like. Mm, no, there's there's it's. Yeah. There's got to be something in there.
2: Uh, I wish I didn't use my my sight thing because I could see invisible stuff. Mm-hmm. If I were to use that. Just,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I need a short rest. Um.
0: Take a nap. Can we take any other kite?
2: Yeah. Right. Um. Uh. Let's see. Spells for seeing else. Um, how long has it been with the the time from us entering, the, leaving that one room that we were in to get here? Because that ethereal sled I have lasts for an hour, I believe.
1: An hour, okay. Um, and
2: then you guys use fly pretty. Oh, no, much. actually, no, It lasts until I'm incapacitated or take a short or long rest. Uh, which in this case would be short rest only. but um, okay. So it's so still up it's still, it's still up, yeah, for the ethereal plane one, but
1: I uh, um, can't, like,
2: swap between them.
1: You would probably be one of the few wizards in this world who would actually be able to make out what an invisible cloak should look like if it wasn't invisible. Uh, it, oh. it looks like a really cool, like outlaw poncho that you could put in and go full Clint Eastwood in and look cool. The only problem is it's invisible, so unless you have, you know what I mean? You yeah. can see invisible things. That's the yeah. only way people will know you look like a cool Clint Eastwood type outlaw character with it on.
2: This looks sick, I would imagine, but uh, what well, looks sick? Uh, There's is a, is a, a poncho in, of invisibility here, but it, uh, you can't really see it too well. Um, but I can kind of tell based on the Vagueness of this glass and how things are kind of refract- the lights refracting in a weird way here. Um oh, yeah. do, uh, I feel like this is a, a test on greed. Uh is there any other doors here that we can
1: see? Um, I would say if like maybe you fly up a little bit, you can tell that like maybe a couple miles off there is an entrance to the cave.
2: Bells run out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go up as high as I can just to kind of yeah, peek that out. Um and then uh yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? I, it, it feels like that's the obvious answer.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they throw us in a room with a bunch of gold, and clearly we like gold. And uh, they, I mean, we were the suckers here. I hate that we were the suckers. We're never the suckers.
2: It was a free drink. What are we going to do, not take it? Take the free drink. I talk people
0: out of free drinks all the time. Of course I'm going to take a free drink.
3: Hmm. Uh, so well,
0: let's... See if we can go, I guess, go to the door
2: before the spell wears off. and
0: See if we can just leave it. It's like two miles away, but we're flying.
2: Get another invisible cloak elsewhere and another hand to an evil deity or god somewhere else another day. Things get. are a dime a dozen. I got two hands. We'll find another so one.
0: There's so many hands out there. I was just saying that to Gene to the other day. There's so many hands out there. You can't stick your hand in a candy basket without pulling out a hand holding an eyeball. It's, it's so
2: common eyeball and ear, whatever, whatever part of the god it just decided to hold on to before it died and jumped off of its body. Yeah, it's, they're everywhere. We're filthy with them. Yeah. Too many hands. Uh, let's go ahead and move to the door. Yeah. Before the spell runs out, I don't know how long it's been. Uh, <laughs> and fly only lasts for ten minutes, so we
1: gotta... Boom. Awesome. Uh you get so, a car, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I'll say is you guys, yeah, we're about to yeah, Iron Man out it. of this place. The second you guys clear the greenery and hit the dirt again, almost like out of that circular uh, circular area, everything starts to rumble. The gold starts shaking and falling apart, and then you hear a voice in your heads that says Did she send you? Who the hell are you and what are you doing in my horde?
2: I, I, I swear to gods, if it's the troll. <laughs>
0: I, I, I bet you it was the. Was it the sexy pirate lady? She have a hat apparently. Great hat. With a feather. Oh, you fools are working with her, are you? Oh, I should have seen it. It should have been so obvious you're working with her. I am Ozu, the jealous one. And you are in my horde. Makes sense. Uh, and you must I'm be working, working with Finley. Pirate? Is that what she looks like now, a pirate? <laughs> well, she's not going to get any reports from you.
1: And as that happens, the, the gold starts to like shake and crumble. And you start seeing like shields and swords and daggers start to form together. As all this gold starts building a dragon exoskeleton... Uh, before you, and uh, it's, like, just things flying up, like, daggers and, or no, swords as, like, teeth in this, like, thing made of, like, shields and stuff like that. Wings come out uh, made out of gold, and then it lets out this big roar, roar, and since it's, like, an exoskeleton, as it roars, what would be, like, the body is flames that come out of its mouth, and now it has, like, a flame-like body uh... And then just kind of, boom, boom, comes up towards you. Um, on your uh, on this thing here, you can actually pick these tokens that are on the side. So if you guys would want to pick a token that represents you, and just put it anywhere that you think they you guys would have been flying at. I'm going to put that there. Oh,
3: That's
2: very close. That's incredibly close. I guess like, off map.
1: <laughs> so that way you guys see as, yeah, this big dragon appears before you. And if you guys want to roll initiative for me. Oh, like our our favorite part of the game. Down. We finally it's got the combat. <laughs> you were just
2: talking to me earlier about how you wanted to fight a, a coin dragon.
1: Yeah. Love that
0: shit. Yeah. That's 17. 17. I got an 18. Okay. Oh, look at this guy.
1: Look yeah. at this
0: guy. High okay. rollers. High rollers. Look at us. Doing our best lives. <laughs>
1: That's how we get here.
0: Really, truly. How did we get here? We don't know. I don't know. We're <laughs> trying to figure that out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the power of being a DM. I just feel it coursing through my veins after what I just rolled. Um oh no. Let's see. So you guys are standing there. Um ba, 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 ba. Uh, I need you guys to make a dexterity check for or dexterity saving throw for me. Dexterity saving
0: throw. Pretty good at that. Oh. Killed it.
1: To, uh, a flat 10 a flat 10 Okay. Uh, according to uh, d d Beyond uh, it's a DC check of 22 um, as <laughs> as uh, holy crap <laughs> this freaking dragon the flame that's around it almost like dies out a little bit and then all the fire just shoots out in a cone towards where you guys are both standing uh, that's going to be 61 points of fire damage 61 that's points of fire damage? What, that's what it says. 61 points. 15 8 uh, On the save, uh, what is that, like half? Probably a half as much. Yeah, so you you knocked that down to the half.
0: Be great, it's 31.
1: And also, <laughs> if you guys were taking uh, the damage from the psychic stuff, that was not real. So you guys actually have your full... HP. Oh, we got I four. forgot to mention. Oh, number. we did. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay cool, cool, For the sake right, of the room, I'm, I'm you took damage, but scared. you didn't
2: actually okay. take. All down. right. I mean, I'm still terrified, but you know, whatever. Uh, so we'll go. You still up? Cool. Uh, what was the number again? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. Yeah. I'm like. I this- would have been at. I would have been at seven if we didn't. If I didn't get those magical psychic <laughs> <like> points back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have
1: to seen it. Double what I was at when I thought about yeah. that. Um, cool. Cool. And then so when, after that blast, the, the flames get up, like build back up on its body and it just closes. I, the I think it flies over because
2: I can, <laughs> I can beat uh, that DC that can keep concentration on that.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So then it just closes the gap and it's right in front of you and just roars as you feel the heat coming off of it, thinking it's burn, you know, burning, singeing hair off of you guys. It's so close and roaring in your face. And that brings us to ankles. Fear, what are you doing? Okay.
3: Uh
2: I'm going to uh bat away some of these flames that are singeing my skin. Uh and I'm going to try and uh hit him with the biggest spell I can, which will be uh Yeah, I'm going to go with banishment uh, Um and see if I can hit him with that. Um And I'm just going to do it at f- fourth level cuz there's only just there's only one thing that's fighting us, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. a giant okay. golden uh, so skeleton. Yeah, yeah.
2: Banishment. Uh, it has to make a charisma save of
1: sixteen. Charisma. Sixteen. Yep. It rolls
2: a nineteen. <gasps> uh, okay. Um, then I will, okay, I will bonus action. Got a lot of them. I will bonus action. I guess I'll bonus action hide. I'll move over a little bit, um, northward, and just kind of hide, and just jump in some gold and just... (laughs) Uh, And I'll say, you can find me, you know where I am! Uh, and then hide away from my my bonus action.
1: Cool. Um, uh, Jackrabbit, that brings us to you. Yeah, yeah,
0: this is terrifying. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire, and I did good. Um, great, great. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, let's use that a bonus action or is that an action? That's a uh, that's an action. All right. Um, well, did I? I didn't see. I don't know where. Uh, do I know where? Uh, fear went.
2: Yeah, I called out to you as I was hiding, just to being like, you know, where I went, because I would imagine you you're familiar with my hiding techniques. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you have you part of you sticking out?
2: Uh, yeah, I would say the um, the tip of the staff that I have, the little uh, yellow uh, crystal. It's at the top of it. You can see that kind of like. As my like fin kind of cutting
0: through the gold as I I dig dig around through it. Great. Sure, sure. Uh, That DM, I'm gonna have to let you make the call on that. Is that a thing I can cast Bardic Inspiration on?
1: Uh, I would say knowing uh, fear as well, and then knowing that gem in particular, especially with how much you guys enjoy gold and riches, you would know that's fears. Yeah. So I would say you can.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, bonus section. I'm gonna uh, cast a uh, bonus inspiration on on fear over there. So it's a D, I think it's a D10 at this level, which is nice. You can use that on a save or an attack roll or a damage roll. Oh, never uh, uh, mind.
2: That was a save.
0: Okay. So uh, yeah, and, and it might even work on uh, on uh, on saves. I don't remember. Uh, let's see. Attack roll. Yeah, attack. Uh, yeah, I was there.
2: thinking of the, uh, I have my cloak of displacement, but that's for, uh, attack rolls, and that was a save. So it didn't make a difference.
0: Gotcha. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, uh, with my action, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And, because uh, that's terrifying, and I don't know if I can fight that shit. So I'm going to do that at, uh, at, uh, at second level invisibility. And uh, then I'm gonna try and uh, just gonna sneak off uh, the beaten path. So you wouldn't think that the gnome was going that way after he turned invisible. I'm gonna try and sneak a different direction.
1: Okay. Um. Anywhere you want to move your token on there? Oh, right, there's
0: a whole thing to do. <laughs> uh uh
3: Does it Give me an oh, idea I'm, where I'm you're going. A
0: couple now, and uh, uh, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna try and uh, about there. Uh, Maybe just like right next to him, but he don't know it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um
0: nevertheless. Cool. Unless he sees invisible, then I'm dead.
1: We'll see. Um, I will say before we 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 move on, can you guys both give me um what is it? Uh perception checks with advantage.
0: With advantage. With
1: that's advantage. Nice. Oof, thank goodness. Eleven. Twenty-four. For. Um, okay, it's kind of same deal as inside. You, you both hear the voice, but only Jackrabbit would see that the pirate is back. This time, she's kind of like leaning against that center one with the creepy hand, the pillar. And she just says, "'Darlings, you need to understand one thing. "'With the exception of this creepy hand, all of these items are mine, and they're yours to have and to use.'" Ozu stole these from me, so if this would help you in the fight against whatever this is he's using, by all means. <laughs> You're gonna
2: hear from under the gold. Maybe lead with that before <laughs> you send us in a room.
1: I'm trying to proceed. Uh, proving room. This is proving room part and two. You prove to
2: be poor at communicating information. Ah, in but you can sports.
1: see that I'm rich, so I will make it worth your while.
0: Or rich people. Great. I love working with rich people. It works out great for us the, the fucking one percent. Great. Well, uh, let's... That's my point, though. That's movement bonus action.
1: So that's everything? Uh, okay, let me roll. Um, oh, that's right. Dragons have blindsight, right?
2: Maybe yeah, sure. This what does. <laughs> Regular dragons, They're coin dragons, though they, yeah. they can the only. the
1: monster is naturally train. blind. Uh, yeah. So a monster of blind sight can perceive its surroundings without relying on sight. Uh, let's do. That is a thirty-one perception for the dragon.
3: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but I <don't> honestly,
2: think...
1: <laughs> yeah, I take it you guys can't roll anything. A stealth fire. One solid you?
2: fireball below it would just. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so uh yeah the, the dragon again roars you hear this voice again saying like it's mine who've never hers why are you here and then uh i would say it turns around and attacks uh jack rabbit uh, how's it going tough guy uh let's see it's gonna do a tail attack uh there's a 22 hit
0: it definitely hits it uh, yeah hits the shit out of me
1: okay uh that uh, 21 damage from a dragon, Great. golden exoskeletal flame tail.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're doing good. We're doing fantastic.
1: Um, and then uh, we'll... I'm
0: going to deal uh, 2d6 of uh, thunder damage to him. as, uh, oh, as nice. I, uh, my uh, uh, sapphire buckle is equipped.
1: Oh, awesome. How much was it?
0: That? Uh, uh, 11, uh, 11 thunder damage.
1: Gotcha. Um yeah and then it'll like it'll kind of like you know as it kind of like gets that jolt we'll kind of like wildly swing at uh, fear uh, oh. I have
2: the uh, the Cloak of Displacement so it does oh. have disadvantage on me disadvantage, right? uh, melee attacks on me catch on you. you fear I will Is it 18 <laughs> hit?
1: <laughs> for sure <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs> my armor class is 10 oh wait uh wait sh- no that shield's not even going to make a
3: difference
1: That'll be be seven points as it kind of like mostly like jolts and kind of like gets lucky and kind of hits you as it's like heading over. So kind of like swipes you with its like clawed hand. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, so um, that happens. Uh, And I think it's just going to stay there and just roar some more. Do you guys have a moment to take advantage of maybe running and grabbing any of these items. I'll say it is free gonna, movement to grab whatever ask. you guys want as it's just roaring okay. out and fire spitting out just for funsies because
2: that's my um, fun. I think, um,
0: let's see, what are you eyeing in terms of what you think might get us out of this pickle? I mean, so I gotta, I gotta go for the horn, right? Because I'm a, I'm a bird, right? Is, is it like a like a doot-doot horn? Or is it like a drinking booze out of it horn? Either way, I want that. I would I would say multifunctional.
1: It's a doot-doot horn, yeah.
2: So I'm gonna say, as the dragon hits me, I'm gonna fly towards this, uh... the ring box? Ring? Yeah, thing. sounds good. Um, and, uh... As I crash through the glass and land on the <laughs> other side here, I'm gonna grab the ring and then toss that on if I can. Cool. Go uh, for it. Does it require any type of attunement?
1: I think it requires attunement, but if you want to jump into D and D beyond, type in the three ring of three wishes and just equip it. Like you just automatically got the the gin and juice for it, and you're good to go. No. Nice. Cool. Um, uh-huh. And then yeah, uh, Jackrabbit, we'll just say that like you make it all the way over to the other one. Is there any particular way you want to grab the horn out of there?
0: I feel like he uh, just slapped me with his tail <laughs> really bad.
1: Yeah, you know what, you went flying towards it?
0: Uh, I'd like to think that I like, tumble, double, 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 and I like, landed up against the, the pillow. And uh, knocked the thing off the, the top of it, and it just kind of landed in my lap.
1: Yes! That's awesome. Um, Yeah, so then you see it, rah, roars out like, no, that's supposed to be mine! Um, and uh, yeah, uh, fear. What are you doing with that ring? Anything?
2: Yeah, um, I am going to, um, with the the ring being on, um, I will uh, use my action to. I'm gonna try and make a wish and see if I can word this good enough to not have too bad of a repercussion. Gotcha. Um, um,
1: just real quick, Jesse. That is the. Um, what was it? The Horn of Valhalla, or something like that?
0: Uh, yeah, I know about that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Iron Horn of Valhalla. So that's if you the want to. Favorite. The oh, Iron the, Horn. The, yeah. the bougie one. The bougie one. Bad bougie yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> so if you want to add that to the inventory. And, no,
2: yeah. why not? Okay. Um, and then go ahead. Okay. I think I'm going to uh, make a wish and uh, wish that um, Great Wizard jenkins would come to uh defeat this dragon with a mighty blow uh protecting us and hope hope that does something (laughs) let's see see how that goes
0: if well, I was an evil DM, I would, I would fuck with you so bad right now.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But thankfully, we're super cool, right? Yeah. It's a mighty blow. And then I'm wondering how the rating of this... <laughs> I never consider the rating of this podcast. I was like, cussing is cool, but I didn't think about wording a wish with the word blow Oh, it's the, it's it. the sewer pipe thing
2: again. Ah, you don't word things properly. Sorry, guys.
1: <laughs> Monkey Paul
2: wish. Um, or I guess if you if you want that, then you're welcome, I don't
1: I will say. (laughs) uh, The
2: next hit that's gonna kill us, Jenkins just gets smacked.
1: No, as you make, cause this is your turn, so this is your action, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so as that happens, uh, which one of these would be good for him? Guess it's this one. Uh, Yeah, he appears right next to the stinking uh, wizard, I mean, the dragon, and he's like in the same thing that he was in, but he's holding like a bowl of soup. And was literally like, because it was freshly made. Oh, no! And look, like, just looking around, looking for you guys. You son of a! And then vanishes out. As he uh, appeared and gave a mighty blow, and he has gone. So, that's one of your wishes. He did defeat the dragon with a mighty
2: blow. Okay. Uh... Oh, that's why you said
1: defeat. The... So, I will say he drops the bowl of soup on the bowl, and then that little part of the. Um, the dragon gotcha. with the fire goes out and stays out on his one claw.
2: I gotta work on my wording. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna run uh, towards the uh, back here. I'll run this way. Awesome.
1: I'm gonna take him out. I wasn't expecting a callback to the great wizard Jenkins. <laughs> uh, right, cool just cool like Leroy. <laughs> yeah. Um so that brings us to uh Jackrabbit. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna blow on the horn. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what happens when you blow on the horn?
0: Uh, uh so uh, let's see here. Fourteen berserkers appear. Uh, and uh, they're uh, they're here. There's fourteen uh,
1: NPCs here now. That's p- fourteen, huh? <laughs> let's just throw a whole bunch of these dudes on the mat. They all appear. I think there's a, uh, a caveat to this, isn't there? Um, Let me take a look. Let me take a look. Yeah.
0: Maybe. There's I'm, a I'm very
1: particular it. caveat to the no.
0: Uh What if Valhalla on without having the proficiency with all martial weapons attack you? <laughs> okay. All right, great. Uh, if you meet the requirement, um, they are friendly to you and your companions. That's great. I'm... Uh, bonus action, I'm going to Misty Step away. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so it's, it pretty much says if you're not proficient with something, these guys actually turn on you instead of helping you.
0: So Old martial I, weapons. Yeah. Uh,
1: so so any, is, so is uh, Jackrabbit proficient with martial weapons? Uh,
0: actually, let's
1: see. Uh, yeah, well, he is. Semi, semi-proficiency, right? With the jack
0: of balls, well, He is right? the ballot board. I couldn't have planned that better if I had to. Yeah. He actually is proficient with them.
1: Um, yeah, so all um, these guys show up. So, they look at you. They they hail Jack Rabbit as their general. My general, lead us to victory. What would you have us do? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, if
0: you can dismantle the guy over there, I'll I'll be there along directly. I've got to uh, rescue a
1: maiden. And they're like, yes, for the glory of Valhalla, save the maiden, and we will be triumphant in this war. And they all are like, hail, hail Jack Rabbit, our general. And they head over to fight the dragon for you guys uh, the dragon is
0: preoccupied
1: um, I'll say the dragon is preoccupied what would you guys like to do in this moment as 14 berserkers um, are attacking this dragon
2: um, I say uh, we should probably blow this popsicle stand and I can cast fly and get us out of here again and see if we can just fly to the door uh, and make it out um, so I say we try that. Um, yeah, yeah. I will cast we'll fly on us. Make, uh,
0: blue suede boots of uh, of speed together. That's gonna blue double flame. my movement speed.
2: <laughs> Love it. Um, uh, so yeah, I'll cast fly again at fourth level. So we both got it uh, and zip past. And I'll grab that cloak while I'm moving past that little jar
0: here. Ooh, which one? So Should we get the eyeball guy, too? Should we get that shit? I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, scoop it. Scoop it. <laughs> grab it as much as we can. i
0: fast right now. I'm going to double back
1: and... Um, cool. If you're grabbing the hand, I am going to need... Um... A wisdom save. Oh, I'm so good at that. You're yeah, the wisest guy I know. No, no, I want guy. I'm the I'm wisest guy.
0: Hey man, let's see here. That's a, oh, uh, that's a nine. That's a nine. <laughs> nine.
1: <laughs> Solid number. Um, yeah, okay, nine, huh? You take seventy-nine points of psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 no. So I just got to grab it. What kind of damage is this? <laughs> uh,
1: I would say, uh, like psychic damage, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure, psychic damage. I'm actually,
0: uh. Uh, Hold on a second. I'm resistant to that. really?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I don't know if it really matters. Let's see here. Yeah,
3: because
1: she did point out that that was the only one that wasn't hers. Oh, did she say that? (laughs) Yeah, she's like, other than the hand and eye, everything else is mine and you can have
2: it. I think I was focused on my my skin burning from the dragon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true, she did. I, I, I think I recall her saying that. She's like, oh, these other items...
2: Yeah, I guess this she's leaning on
1: it, and it's like, everything else is mine, you can have
2: it. Could I use my... I have a portent. Uh, but I have to do it
1: before the roll, never mind.
2: Well, what does um, it do?
1: What's the rule of coolness? Uh,
2: well, I don't know if it would be better, because I have to roll the portent to see if it would... I, I guess I do this during a long rest. Oh. I've not played a wizard, those things. this thing. Um... <laughs> So it says I have two D20s, and I can uh, record the numbers of each roll. So I'm going to roll those really quick and just Here they are. It's a 16 and a 10. I'd probably try and give you the 16 if I could, but I don't know what the DC is. It's probably like a bajillion, so. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, would... the, the DC is 20 on that show.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm not that wise to begin with. I'd yeah. have to still have like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm uh, So, yeah. Don't I, I...
2: Worry.
0: I'll use this ring to wish you back alive. <laughs> great. Well, I, I, I'm <laughs> conscious now, I think, because it's not quite twice my hit points. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm just like, ah, fuck you, ma! And just pass out. <laughs> uh, Jack rapid, ah! <laughs> Fly over
2: to him and see if I can uh, give him a potion? I have a couple of healing potions. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm going to give him a uh, potion of healing, uh, just to get him back on his feet, and I'm going to Use his hand to kind of push the other hand away from him just so it's not like on him or just like trying to just get it away without touching it.
1: Um, and uh, so you use his and... hand to touch it again? Well, if it was already in his hand, I was gonna like, no, I would have say he would have like touched it and it would stay where it was at. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he grabbed yeah. it and like just no, I think like it would, okay, touching that's... it would kill it. Oh, yeah, because I'm all thinking like the way i thought yeah, about no, this well, I, I, I was couldn't... thinking it was like
2: here's the hand ah, and then fell with yeah. it if it's still here i wouldn't be like
1: <laughs> i would <laughs> like say like, like he, he's just a second of touching it kind of jolted him gotcha okay Understood. you got an idea good idea so if you touch that thing it
0: really hurts yeah okay i won't <laughs> don't touch it don't touch it i want to get uh hold on Hold on, DM, you're gonna hate me for this. Or maybe you're gonna love me. I don't know. We'll it's will find game. out. I don't know. Uh,
1: I haven't thought this far into people messing with you. I have a pretty good idea
0: too. I'm gonna get 30 feet away from it and grab it with a mage hand. Hmm. Okay, let me I'm gonna throw out my idea, cause this could be
2: this could be equally as stupid. Um, yeah. Could I use catapult on it to throw it at the dragon?
0: Throw it at the dragon, use that instead! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, if it saves and this dragon now is imbued with the eye and hand of Vecna, that kind of suck. But, you know, it's fun to try.
1: God, I wish I was... Says, I wish I had uh, a Brendan Lee Mulligan Box of Doom right now, because that's what this <laughs> is. It's one to five. Um, uh, the armor class on the dragon is 22. If you do the catapult roll attack and you hit that 22... I'll uh,
2: so, well, the, so with Catapult, it's a, a dexterity save okay. um, of DC uh, 16 but if I use my portent that I rolled a 10 with it's not going to make it, so it's just going to get hit by it Guys, I understand how wizards work now, <laughs> which is cool Breakthrough, <laughs> right we just did it Okay. I have the best wizard
1: Okay, so then I just do the dex save then, right?
2: Uh, Well no, so the dex save Oh, it just uh, nullifies just add, it so it's it's a ten, and then you add whatever I guess the modifier would be for the, yeah. the deck
0: save. If he's got a six. If he's got a plus six, he saves, right? Perfect yeah. beats. Yeah.
1: On dexterity, dexterity is a plus. dexterity is a stack of coins. You know what? Let's 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 box a doom. This let's 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 just have fun with it. Uh, if you roll a twenty-two or higher, this thing gets whacked with the hand of Vecna.
0: Ooh, okay, uh, I got to roll a 22 higher. you gotta detend
2: uh And you gotta Yes, yeah. I do. Let me let me get that going here. Here, let me do this. Do you have anything have... that would give
1: you advantage?
2: Um Let me
1: think here. Uh, actually they would be the they would no. be flanked by the, the the barbarians, right? The berserkers. I think so. So according to the rules, if they're flanked, right? That's advantage. Yeah. So roll it with advantage.
0: I could also I could also uh yeah, no, never mind. I could use the help action. I don't oh, know. I could be like, yeah, steady, steady. There you go, right.
1: yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> like a sniper shot? Um, Hold your breath.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: Let's
1: I'll throw do that.
0: Fury
2: of the Small as well. Dope. Let's uh, do it. If, if this if this hits, I don't even know what the damage would be. Uh, but here, I'll do this so that I can uh, switch this over. This one box of doom in here.
1: Hold, wait shit. hold on hold on I need to record this hold okay. on I don't know if it'll destroy my computer putting on OBS right now but this is a lot of freaking fun and I want to record it
2: yeah, I had this tiny dive and I was like let me pull out the big chunky ones yeah, like was, where
1: is OBS open
2: <laughs> and what did you say though? the part of inspiration was a D10, I mean the D-10. Yep, you can add a D10 to roll
0: and uh, what kind of roll is this there do you
1: uh, this is like just a like attack? a like a yeah, just a t- uh, an attack. Yeah. So what? What's your? What
2: so I have it? like a spell attack, and I'd be I'd be able to add like a plus eight to it.
1: Does um, you, Yeah, let's use that then. Okay. Why is this? Yeah, yeah. I think it's too much for my computer. <laughs> uh, right.
2: I will. We'll know. We'll know. The, All right. Yeah. Okay. My so computer's like I D21. can't. Do it. Ooh, that's a two. Ooh. Uh, but I have the D ten. D
1: ten. Well you're also rolling with advantage.
2: I'm advantage Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, of the help okay, action so and all that. It's a, a five from this, which is good. Yeah. Uh, let's see what the advantage is. It's an eight, it's better, but you know, we'll take it. Um so thirteen uh, plus the uh, eight, so that's twenty five, is what the spell attack would be if I were rolling that. Uh 25. adding my spell attack.
1: Twenty-five. And yep. it's DC. Or AC wait was it DC? No, AC is the DC two. was
2: sixteen, but I use my potent to make portent to make it
1: yeah, roll a ten. That. So twenty-five. Uh yeah, do you want to describe what it looks like when <laughs> you yeah. catapult so, the hand of Vecna towards
2: a hollow dragon? <laughs> I think what will, will happen is the the catapult spell is going to start to activate, and then uh, with um, Jackrabbit helping me, uh, his mage hand is going to Grab the hand of Vecna and pull it back, like you—you you see this like uh, mystical-looking rubber band thing, kind of basically pull it back in the sling, uh, and then shoot it forward uh, as it catapults and goes right into the uh, the dragon's just maw as it's shooting fire uh, right through like all the swords and slashing axes and stuff of the um, uh, of all of like the warriors that got summoned. Uh, and just goes right into the gullet of the uh, the coin dragon. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. And then
1: it just does like that comical like yep. and just gold pieces and everything just explode. Uh, just shatter everywhere. <laughs> take us and
2: hide behind the, the little staff uh, thing over here just so we don't get hit and pelted with coins. <laughs>
1: yeah. <kill us. laughs> I would say just yeah the shrapnel of like gold yeah. knocks out all the berserkers. Uh But you, I would say,
3: (laughs) I would say, yeah, I
1: would say you guys are uh, far away enough that you don't. Maybe like a couple things, like a helmet from somebody chunks next to you in the grass and stuff like that. But you guys are safe. Uh, Who knows where the heck the hand of Vecna is now that that big explosion happened? Because now it's buried somewhere under gold. Um, But you guys, Uh, they'll find it. You guys won the day. What do you guys want to do at this point? Now that. There's just gold uh, shadow uh, everywhere. I'm gonna take the
2: other, uh, what is this? One, two, three. The other six potions I have of healing uh, that I stocked up on, and I'm just gonna split them between the both of us. Oh, uh, okay. you yeah. get three, yeah. I get 3 <laughs> we'll just.
0: Gonna, I could, I could kind of top us off too, and uh, uh, you, you, can, uh, you can, you can, if we take a short rest, you, you get uh, double on your, you hit dice too, because I'm okay. not bad. At it. Here, so I'll
2: still give you one, and we'll just we'll drink two potions, and then do the healing that we at least have like a potion
0: that. Yeah, yep.
2: each left over, um, and then yeah, we'll, we'll short rest it up.
1: Cool. Um. Yeah, I'll say short rest. Anything you guys want to talk about? Because um, you guys are all you've got left to do. is Just walk out the cave and see what's next. So. All right.
0: Yeah. Do
2: you know
1: what I mean? Coin dragons?
0: I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm it, it, like, as you see him uh, stomping around and and kind of plucking around at his guitar f- with his song of rest, you can tell his guitar sounds like it's a little bit full of something. It's a little tinny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it before. That was huh. the wildest shit I've ever seen. I, I'll That's tell
2: you Very it. weird. Uh, okay, um, I'll, I'm gonna go grab that invisible cloak. Uh, just to have that. Um, I think you're
0: me. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in there. But sure, no. Go trust do. me.
2: Look, I'll <laughs> I'll take the thing off. And so, is it invisible in the sense that it looks like it's just see through, or if uh, I put it on, it just looks like I have I am like Rayman, where I have floating
1: head and feet. Uh, no, I would say that like if you reach, you can touch it, and so you can feel it, but you can't see it. And the it looks, second you like put mesh. it on, you're invisible. Everything with you, your staff, everything you're holding.
2: You're it's basically it? that scene from Harry Potter where he's like.
1: Look, Ron, it's the
2: invisible clone. Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's what he says in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, know, not it. Uh, but um, yeah, I'll throw that in the uh, the good old fashioned inventory. Um, and then, uh, uh, got anything
0: you want to wish for with this ring? Here? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like a it's 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 it. There's there's fine there's fine print with that thing, right? Because like the yeah,
2: it didn't. Uh, uh, we're trying you, to get. Jenkins here didn't really help us too much. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, that soup. Yeah. Okay. It didn't even look like it was good soup. It was just all broth.
3: Oh. I was just
2: thinking that best wizard <laughs> in the world. Like, soup. What kind if of you wizard? You would
0: think, yeah, knowing all these spells, you
2: wouldn't have a recipe for something good.
0: Yes. Yeah, called your greatest soup elemental. Just eat his ass. I don't know. Yeah.
2: You really, you think you know
0: your heroes.
2: You think you know your heroes? <laughs> <laughs> you I think you, know right? <laughs> you think you know your heroes. And you see they make soup so poorly. Um, all right. Was there anything else we were missing? Got the, I think that was everything. Mm-hmm. Was you guys the, get the, oh, you got the cloak. Oh yeah, there's the cloak at the top. The invisible yeah.
0: poncho, the
2: ring. It's the uh, robe of the archmage.
1: that's on the north. Oh, there's a robe. There's
0: a, like a fancy a a robe. Yeah 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 yeah. Let me let
2: me let me find that.
0: That on. It's like a mage robe. The yeah, archmage.
3: Yeah, if you I I want to add that a too.
0: Thread count on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want the uh, cloak? Nah, I can I can invisible cloak? No, you can turn invisible. That's fine. Well, this you
2: don't have to with this. It saves you the magic. Well yeah, but can you can you tell invisible? Uh yeah if I want to. If you want. To. <laughs> if I want to.
0: I don't uh no, you keep it, you keep okay. it. Okay, alright, we uh, can sell so it. I know you. I know you. You're like, oh, I can now drink an ogre if I want to. Hey, he was close. He, he almost would- passed out. Sure. Two more drinks and I would have had him. You know That's all I'm saying. I believe in you. I believe in you. What could have happened. It could have happened. Been- Right. um mm-hmm. so we got our items, uh, and, and yeah, I haven't stolen any gold, and he is just jinxing. <laughs> <Mark>. yeah. <laughs> the, the, okay, the, yeah, I fully I believe, believe you. Gold f- oh, weighs like 114 pounds <laughs> now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Alright, uh, so should we just walk out the
1: front door? Or. Yeah, I think we should get the hell out of here. So then, as you guys head towards the the entrance, or this, this this giant, yeah, you know, just huge entrance with like steps that you could tell like a dragon would come in and out of this place. Uh, you start heading up, and as you're heading up, you start seeing like light, daylight. Um, and as you keep approaching it, it just gets brighter and brighter and almost blinding. And then, when your eyes finally like adjust, you're back in your chairs with your cards, and instead of the uh, ink blots, you see the hand you. Forgiven. And Bold White says, Are you okay, my friends? What's going on? Blackjack, uh whoa, whoa. Um did something happen?
2: Is the are the ink are the cards still inky? No,
1: they look like regular cards again. Oh. <laughs>
2: do we do we have all of the like stuff we got? From yes, there? you
1: do. So you have oh. that ring on, you've got stuff like hanging out of your bag, uh for whatever reason, uh Jack Rabbit kinda sounds like he's got change in his pocket and stuff. And you, we were in the middle of playing the game and you both kind of, like, daydreamed for, like, a couple seconds. Are you okay? Oh, yeah. We're, uh,
0: we reminisce a lot. As a... Okay. Of course, yeah. It
2: was a fond memory of a uh, friend we met back in... Uh, I can't remember the year, but it was... a. Uh... Uh, good, good, good times. Good times. Anyway, the uh, car, who won with this, this hand? Uh, we something? didn't even
1: start the hand. You said you saw something weird, and then you daydreamed. Uh, it was kind of weird. You were kind of—I uh, don't know if it was a minute or a couple of seconds. Oh no, alive. I said
2: this. This hand is something you should fear. I didn't say I heard something weird. It was. Oh. Okay. I saw. It was a. It was a. I was talking. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, just get a cup of water or something.
1: Oh. And, well, oh.
3: This okay. Well, I doing, stuff, while you were doing
1: good. that weird thing, my friend stopped by, and here she comes now. And you see, walking up uh, to the table is a gift Yankee woman wearing a fancy pirate hat and pirate That's garb. <laughs> <then, And> <laughs> She's pirate lady. <laughs> this is what she looks. She like. has what? like good ale. Puts it down. Well, gentlemen, how would you like to be a part of the one percent? And then the music starts to swell as the camera focuses in on the faces that you guys are currently making of, like, what's happening? And the credits starts fading, or the scene starts fading to black as credits starts rolling. It says, uh, Fear, played by, uh, Dangles. And, uh, Jack Rabbit, played by... And so you get all this, and then it kind of stops mid-credits and it says, please subscribe to Roll for... <laughs> Roll for Inspiration for more episodes of The Dragon Horde featuring Dangles and jesse judick and um, that is our one shot my friends yay thank you up, buddy
3: that was awesome <laughs>
1: thanks thanks for throwing yeah the best part was uh, all the crazy stuff you threw at me that i'm like that wasn't planned and that's the fun part that like, i see why you love this jesse
0: <laughs> it's the best man you can never play for the, the plan for the chaos that char- characters will bring yeah we turned the hand effect into a projectile
1: <laughs> yep uh yeah <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Any uh, like kind of like afterthoughts as far as like since we talked about character creation, being thrown this character at you, and then how you maybe implemented some of the stuff we talked about earlier, just to wrap things up real quick.
2: Um, I I would have to just give nothing but uh, sincerely mad props to Jesse for being able to just. Pushed me in the right directions of where I needed to go with this character because I had no idea where I would be taking it, uh, and then just every every instance of you just being like, "Oh yeah, that guy, this thing, this thing, yeah, boss," da da da. I'm just like, you're, you're, you're like the way you're interacting with my character made it just feel so sculpted in a matter of seconds that it was like you you gave me an instant lore connection that we didn't even need to delve deeper into. We just knew that our characters knew a certain thing and just kept that moving, which is like. Oh, it's, it, it was so cool to just be a part of that and exist in that that little micro space of the flashback time frame that is the, these two people traveling together it was awesome..
0: Thanks, Thanks buddy. Uh, well I, I enjoyed that. I, I will say that um, you know because because of, of the format, I didn't know what to expect. So I didn't write a, 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 a lengthy backstory for for Jackrabbit. In fact, I came up with name Jackrabbit like while we were streaming. Like that's a fun one. Um, and I I didn't really have a p- personality picked out until uh, you said Guy Ritchie, and like I love Guy Ritchie films. I love Guy Ritchie films, and everybody yeah, in those he's... films they're they're always like a they're a dirty double dealer, like Guy Ritchie's films. Like everybody's like uh, kind of on on the on the, uh, the download uh, criminal. Yeah, yeah,
1: they're all <laughs> and, lovable scamps in the, the little, in the like that word like a lovable scamp. Like this dude is like not good, but he's so lovable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and because of that, because you said that, because I didn't really have, I was going to play, like, a standard horny bard with a rockabilly vibe. I'm like, no, nah, we're not doing that no more. So now, you know, he, like, looked up to a standard horny bard, and i was like, oh, no, he's he's absolutely just a, 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 a career criminal. <laughs> um, yes. So that was thanks to you. Oh, uh, awesome. That, that was improv. Because you're like, yeah, Guy Ritchie flashback. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm looking up to a cool bar, and then I'm knocking over a bank the second I possibly can. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I I love that little detailed ankles that you threw out. We are like, hey, Jackie boy, and I was like, that's oh, yeah. so freaking dope. That little thing's like, we've got years of even though yeah. it's like your character literally changed mid, like starting the podcast yeah so i yeah i love this this is what got like hooks me into D &D and tp ttrpgs is like that when you find that one person that like just like or just that moment that's like this cements it like we've got all this history Mm -hmm. even though it's like you guys rolled 2d6 yes last night (laughs) yeah so that's awesome um yeah so uh, if you guys don't have any other thoughts or anything that you would like to talk about uh, as far as character creation, maybe a little uh, pearl before we leave that you would think maybe might interest some folks or something, insight that maybe you were given uh, in the time you have played. You want me to jump in? <laughs> yeah, go for it.
0: I'll jump in. I'll jump in with both feet. Um I did the thing where you pick an accent, and the accent helps play. Mm. Um, I was initially I was going to do him like a like a like an Elvis with a with a with a with a plugged nose, so it's going to be a, a lot of this kind of thing, Baba. <laughs> um, but that, that, that didn't vibe with with the story that was unwrapping, uh, and it would have come off so different if I was like a, a like a diminutive Johnny Bravo, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just like a like a tiny con man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I think jumping into a voice really helps me get into a
1: character. That's awesome. Cool.
2: Yeah, I'd say to, to springboard off of that, the the voice I had going into this, and I, I do a lot of mimicking when I hear other people talk, uh, and so I kind of fell into the voice you were going with a little bit. But uh, the like basis I had was I was just I was staying up late editing something last night, and to keep my brain active i was just watching guardians of the galaxy and so i was just hearing rocket raccoon the whole time and so i was like oh i'll just make rocket raccoon and so i just went with that voice uh because when you hear it enough or you watch enough of those tick tocks that have the like audio track where it's just people talking you hear it enough you can just try and replicate that uh and that's what i was like i'll just stick with this and uh, I I like to stay inconsistent with my my accents uh, when doing it, but it is good to have like a grounding phrase that you say that gets you right back into like yeah. playing that character using the, the cool. voice you had in mind for.
1: Him. Awesome. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you guys want on to plug? Uh, where people can find you at?
0: I'll jump in again. I'm gonna do it. Be that guy. God, that's
2: so swan fun. dive. Swan dive.
0: I'm going to? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm doing this live stream where uh, all the uh, I, I DM and all the characters. Uh, turns out they're their own dad.
3: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I think Holy. I might have been on the beta show of that before it got on live. I was, you were in the, the a offline testing. back. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> I remember that so vividly. Oh man. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll, 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 I'm, I'm Jesse Jurdak. You can follow me at Jesse Jurdak on all the socials. Uh Occasionally, I do I, I DM things on on Twitch or whatever, and I, I do I do uh, I do a Twitch stream every Wednesday night at uh, uh when I feel like it. That's when. Uh, And I'm Dinkles uh,
2: or Matt. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Matt Dinkins there. Uh, I post the songs and videos and stuff that I make about Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, uh, and if you like um, capturing tiny little monsters in red and uh, white capsule balls, uh, you can watch me over at Unbeatable Cast on YouTube where we play a really cool uh, Pokemon tabletop theme game uh, that is uh, building a new dice system for playing tabletop games. Uh, so if that's something you're interested in, check it out. It's really cool. You get access to all the beta documents uh, if you go support us over there. But uh, overall, it's just a really great story. If you enjoy uh, friends and adventure.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. Uh, it was an honor and a blast having you guys on my podcast, and uh, hope we can do it again sometime soon. <laughs> Absolutely. You, right now.
0: You're cool, oh, buddy. Oh,
1: thanks. Absolutely. And, so and thank you, guys, hypothetical listeners, for listening to us. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you guys, and that's where we're wrapped. Thank you again, you guys.
3: for inspiration
1: It's Jake Hot.
3: Yes sir